Welcome, everybody, to episode 100 of the Bombshell Podcast. I'm your host, DK Dynamite, with our lovely co-host, Fajardi In-House. Mm-hmm. How are you doing today, my friend? Uh, feeling a little bit tired. You know, we had to uh, do things a little bit different different way this week, but oh, yeah. uh, to make it all work, because, you know, there's a, there's a little content drop coming out in MW3, so we're trying to hit all of it in one day, but um, still wanted to get episode 100 out. <laughs> um, that was the main goal, so that's why we're doing it. Probably, it's probably the earliest we've ever done one, actually. No, it's, it's definitely the earliest we've ever did a podcast, and uh, very excited to finally hit a huge milestone like this. Just trying to get a timer on screen, because it's going to be a very unusual and, and unique episode of... Bombshell, as you could see, and my window capture is not allowing me to put this timer on screen, but it'll work eventually. Um, really appreciate everybody for tuning in earlier this morning. Again, always trying to squeeze in everything we possibly can when it comes to the variety coverage, but can't believe it's been 100 episodes. Think about that from a perspective of how many minutes we've talked on a podcast, right? Like every episode on average being two hours or more, give or take, and then hitting 100 episodes. That's what, 200 plus hours of <laughs> of discussion on just call of duty by the way yep. literally just call of duty yep. uh hopefully everybody's doing great this morning again today is the crazy release of ashika island and vandal and with that in mind what we're gonna do after we go through our usual discussion of call of duty every game mode we're gonna go ahead and switch over to the main office pc pick up the stream right from this one and go ahead and play Ashika and Vondel. Not that I'm so ecstatic and, and want to rush to play Ashika and Vondel today, but it's like, you know, it's a big update. It's crazy to look at uh, how the MW3 movement and the weapons integration is going to go ahead and affect everything. So um, definitely want to jump into that and not miss out. I would have wished they would have dropped it on like what, uh, you know, Wednesday with the playlist update. But for some reason, they're like, you know what, let's drop the resurgence maps two days after the launch of season one. <laughs> but with that in mind you, you've been here for almost two weeks now man what's what, what's up with that you've been here for almost two weeks it's been yeah, absolutely it, insane yeah it'll be two weeks tomorrow and i feel like um you know i was only supposed to be here for a week uh coming in for thanksgiving but yeah stuff kind of just you know went by so fast um got a little bit sick so we're like uh, i'm not leaving i'm not leaving <laughs> i'm not leaving the, the uh yeah wolf wolf, wolf, wolf of wall street mm-hmm. right there um yeah no it's been it's been absolutely insane dude um, I don't know what is the issue with this window capture. It just refuses to pull a timer up on screen. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane. Um, with that, though, with that, yeah, t- time has flown way too fast. Uh, not sure why. But, yeah, we did get sick, and that kind of that that burned a little bit of time on this trip, and it's just been boop. But hopefully have you back in-house by Season 2, which I think as of right now, what does the timer in game say for Season 1? It's going to end yeah, in be, 60 days? It'll be February 7th. February 7th. Yeah, February 7th. Yeah, I still got to put a tweet out about that. Um, I forgot to. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, I I would say before jumping into uh, season one specifically and kind of the launch of all this content over the past couple of days, definitely wanted to jump into just a bit of a reflection of the podcast over the last two plus years because we started it during, I want to say it was a Cold War season three. Or maybe maybe Cold War season four. It was was right around, I think, March, April-ish. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was I'm definitely somewhere yeah, near there. Um, definitely in the early to mid of uh, Cold War's life cycle, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah, just a uh, like a crazy expansion at the time um, you know, to kind of go into that uh, and make a podcast and talk about Call of Duty for two hours plus straight on just like everything coming to it. <laughs> Every mode, yeah. Um, community stuff and i don't know it was really cool it was a really cool time 
Uh, and it still is cool. It's still awesome to come on here and um, and just talk about everything Call of Duty. You know, it's not confined to just you know just Call of Duty. Sometimes we talk about other things, other games. Yeah, which is the, which is the beauty of it and the beauty of a podcast because you know uh, one of the big things you want to do is like stop yapping on videos. Yapping in city, dude. Yeah, no, I I really am passionate about doing a podcast, and the thing is. I don't think, especially in the Call of Duty space, I'm not saying the gaming space, even though I don't feel like there are that many gaming podcasts out there. Like, there's definitely a good amount, but not that many. In the Call of Duty space specifically, I feel like it could be almost overwhelming to do one because, one, some people would be like, all right, well, if I have limited time to make content and I have to make sure that the content is viable to, you know, provide income, pay bills, most people probably look at a podcast and be like, oh, do I really want to dedicate you know an hour or two every week or every other day whatever the schedule is to a show that isn't going to let's say get views like a regular gameplay stream or a video some people might not do it for that reason or it could be overwhelming when it comes to call of duty specifically where there's so many game modes getting updates like what is your focus in each episode and that's the beauty of bombshell it's always been the fact that we talk about absolutely everything even if you for example don't jump into warzone full time you can still provide input on the new warzone update the controversy the patch notes and it's always easy to be like oh let's talk about some zombies that's that, that's that's a breeze because there's always so much going on with zombies uh but it, it's always been uh uh just an absolute honor to to break everything down in in a two-hour minimum podcast every single week and i think on top of that too you know how many people have started podcasts and just maybe don't continue them after x amount of episodes not just because they're like oh maybe they lose passion for the topic or the game but also the 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 the, the mental capacity that it requires to keep one going every week because you got to do some planning. You got to have some notes in front of you. If you're going to yap for an hour or two on a pod, you have to have notes or some type of bullet points to just help you remember what you're going to be discussing. And I think maybe you don't necessarily need that if you have a guest because there's like a natural discussion that just goes on. But, you know, I think for any other podcast without guests, you know, what would you say, right? It's like you want you want to have some type of some structure, some plan for that episode so that. There's there's uh there's a lot of continuity with the discussion, right? What, what would you say about the uh, the structure and planning of a podcast? Not that easy, right? Easier said um, than done. Well, yeah, I think it's I think it's really easy for for someone like you because you're like a professional, just nonstop talker. Um, <laughs> you know, when it comes to transitioning the topics or just like I don't know, just continuing conversation, not not having that uh, you know silence with it. But huh. got a little bit of phlegm coming up, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would definitely be hard if, uh, like, if it was like, like I feel like I feel like you can do this podcast by yourself. Like, I feel like you really could. Like, you can just talk and talk, and you I mean you have sometimes when I have to leave early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's. I think it's. Uh, yeah, you just talk and talk and talk. <laughs> um, talk about anything. The the perfect person to uh, to to do a podcast. So it, it's really been it's really been fun. No, I I appreciate that, and you know the best part of this podcast though is. Obviously, having you on, like having a co-host is, is mm -hmm. the best part of any podcast because, yeah, sure, somebody can maybe do it by themselves and can lead the discussion. With me, it would pretty much be, all right, let me look at all the notes I have over the past week from videos, and let's just throw that all into like a giant bullet point list of topics to go through on a pod. But it's so much more fun when you have either a co-host or a guest to help guide that discussion with you and you guys can you know bounce ideas off of each other and, and reflect on things it's so much better and th this podcast again wouldn't exist wouldn't be the same and wouldn't be one that i would want to do if not for the man here right you know best friend over the past four or five years and 
we talked about this again during Cold War. We're like, you know what? Videos are getting pretty long lately. A lot of hot takes in there. A lot, a lot of extra opinions. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of yap. So it's like, let's let's start a podcast. We we like think about how much we talk off stream. Think about it. All the like, hour hours and hours talking off stream. It's like might as well do a podcast. We have all the material just in our brains already. Like let's just do one. Um, but again, it comes out to that commitment, right? Cause for sure, both of us have felt like sometimes there's Fridays where there's other things going on and we're like, ah, can't we fit a podcast in today? There's another update going on like today, or, you know, uh, someone's not feeling well or whatever. We got to go do something. It's like, ah, we don't want to, we never want to miss one, but then it's sometimes uh, a challenge to guarantee get one in every Friday. But I think we've, we've been pretty solid over the past hundred episodes to ensure that if we can get one in, uh, we do right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we've been pretty consistent with that. I definitely think there's been, um, <laughs> God, talking all the flubs is coming up. It's yeah. ruining my voice. Um, yeah, I definitely think there has been some episodes where I'm like, you know, I, oh, and I just, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm just not feeling yeah. two hours talking about Call of Duty, whether it be there's nothing going on or, you know, um, not feeling the best. But yeah, pretty, pretty much every time. When there's a, the pod is delayed, it's probably because of me because I'm like doing something or have to get something done. But um, yeah, I think that's pretty funny. But yeah, no, it, it's 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 always it's always funny when I mean I'm thinking, thinking back to like the Vanguard cycle. Like, how on earth do we continue episodes when there really wasn't much going on? Like, we weren't really engaged with the game. There were obviously rumors about uh, Modern Warfare Two and other things, but we still somehow kept it going. I mean, we still somehow kept some, some topics full. And I guess with a guess, that's even easier. And that's what I was going to bring up next is like, not only could it be a challenge, if, especially if we have a busy week, planning out content, you're doing, you know, marketing and now detonated. We'll talk about that in a second. We're doing all these things. And then it's like, oh man, got to squeeze in some time somewhere to like plan a Friday podcast, which could take a minute. It's not, it's not easy at all. And then I was going to go into guests, right? You know how difficult it could be sometimes to, to land guests because we have our schedules. They have their schedules. Let's somehow make it work live on a Friday, usually in the window of like 12 to 2 p.m. Central. That's not easy to do. Uh, and on top of that, I think if it was pre-recorded, maybe that's easier to accomplish. But the fact that we're live, I mean, I love the idea of it being live, you know, so we can, you know, rechat and then some, some feedback gets put in chat and whatnot. Uh, I think that that makes for, for better, better episodes entirely. But obviously, I think if you pre-recorded, it would be easier. But landing guests is not easy. And, you know, sometimes I get that guilt of like, oh, my God, it's been four or five episodes. We haven't had a guest on. But then I, th I think about it. I'm like, I think if anyone else in the COD space ran a podcast, as long as we have at least, I think they would probably say the same thing, that landing guests is not easy, especially if they're not friends with some of the other COD creators. Like, it's not easy to be like, hey, you know, so-and-so, can you dedicate an hour or two or however many minutes on Friday to doing a podcast? That's not yeah. easy to do. Um, and on top of that, there's a lot of creators too that have DMs closed or don't read their emails. It's not easy. That's why for an event like COD Next or any other capture event with Call of Duty, it's great to meet new creators. So I'm like, hey, you know, uh, nice to meet you, so and so. Talk for a couple hours, then it's like, hey, by the way, I do a podcast. If you have a free, let's do it. And that, that that's definitely led to some guest appearances here and there, which, which I'm a fan of. You know, I, I absolutely love that. The networking is, is the best part. But um, I think since we do cover everything. It's awesome that we can have a creator on from any faction of the community, multiplayer, Warzone Zombies. That makes it easier to land guests. You know what I mean? But yep. yeah, how, 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 do, how have you felt about the guests we've gotten over the last like 100 episodes? I think we've gotten a really solid amount of creators, some great people, you know, to come on for upwards of an hour and a half to two hours. Isn't that crazy? Like, w w yeah, I think the, the guests we've had have been, uh, have been really nice. Um, 
Um, yeah, I think it, I mean, I never, obviously I don't really have those, uh, connections cause I didn't meet a lot of these people at, at the, <laughs> at the capture events or anything. So I'm kind of just like, Oh, we're having a guest. Like, Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the guests are always uh, amazing to, uh, to have, um, you know, Mr. Dalek, I think it was a year ago we had Mr. Dalek on. I think that was like exactly. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was a good minute ago. Yeah, it was a good minute ago. Um, yeah, like prestigious key and like espresso and just a lot of like really like um, prominent names in the Call of Duty. In the yeah, Call of Duty scene. Which, yeah, what's that like? That goes without saying. You don't need to be prominent because obviously we've had uh, you know we've we've had friends on here. We've oh had, yeah, we've had oh, yeah. everyone you know under the under the sun on the podcast. But um, yeah, the what would you say is your, your was your favorite guest? Because I think uh, it's oh man, it's really hard to pick. It's really hard to pick. Obviously, I, but I think I don't. I think I know mine immediately. What, what, what would be yours? What would be yours? I want to hear yours first. If you don't, if, um, if you don't know, if you I need a second to really think about this because it, it, it's a tough, it's a tough choice. Um, there have been so many good episodes. I think honestly, I, I will say this confidently: every guest that we've had, we've had a very smooth discussion with them. Like every, like I don't think we've ever had a guest on where we were just kind of reading bullet points and just bouncing questions. It, it's always been this natural mm. discussion. Even if, for example, an episode like. I think it was 90, was it 97, 98, where we had Ace on, exclusive Ace. Um, he only had a half an hour slot to come on because he had a busy schedule that day, but was still able to make it. I really appreciated that. Although he was only on for half an hour, and I kind of just had like, you know, a general list of questions I wanted to bounce off of and I was curious about. It was still a very natural discussion. Like he gave great responses. We, we condensed everything into half an hour. I thought it went well, but I will say confidently, every guest we've had on, it's been an amazing talk. Um, Who's your, who's who who who's your favorite guest out of a hundred um, episodes? That's insane to think definitely, about. Definitely, definitely Ryan. Prestigious uh, key. Yeah, that, that, he's that. just he's so he's just so like energetic and he's so like yeah he, he's funny and uh like he he's been around for a long time so he has stories for days. Oh yeah, he has insight on anything within Call of Duty for days. Um, yeah, it's just like it, it's always a it's always a really solid conversation because I feel like. I, like he, he just he just knows like he just knows yeah he just um, knows and he's also a really great person um absolutely know, from the times we've talked to him off stream and in dms like he's just an all-around really great person not to say everyone else we have a, we <laughs> and no one else is a good person by the way just one person dude. yeah obviously everyone we've had on it like we just had him and has always been a, a great guest but um yeah ryan uh ryan has a special place uh in my heart because he kickstarted a lot of things with uh, the rendering I did got me in with clients, got me in with organizations. So, um, yeah, Ryan's a uh, special. Oh, yeah. Special, special person. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, I would say, you know, off the top of my head, and I'll probably give a, maybe I can give a better answer next week if I really just go back and, and like, recap every guest that we've had. I really liked the episode with Swifter. Um, that was, that's also a really good that was one. a really wholesome episode that's also a really good one they're all they're all really good dude but you know i really love especially grabbing like some of the og cod creators that have been around for we're talking a decade plus you know covering call of duty you get some insight and you get you get a discussion that is just extremely valuable just it, it's it's something else man to be able to hear what the experience has been like if you quote unquote made it and then where that's taken you in life and you know looking at how cod's evolved i mean that that's always a blast to hear about because 
technically I've been playing COD since COD 4, making videos for fun since like 2011, 2012, but didn't do content like seriously, seriously till like 2016, 2017. Then it was a job beginning from 2018 till now. I still need to put another like four or five years under my belt before I'm like, okay, it's been a good 10 years legitimately doing COD content. Now I can like reflect back on like a decade. Yeah, I think even though it's felt like definitely a decade. I think that point. that Swifter um, podcast was awesome because you had like, you usually talking with him and you'd be like, oh yeah, like, you know, when I had dinner with Phil Spencer, and I'm like, what? Like, like what, what, casually Phil? at dinner with Phil Spencer? Like, yeah, what? like, like yeah. how does that even come about? And then obviously like all the, the COD events he's been to, like crazy for, for years and years. Um, it's just like, uh, it just, like, like Ryan again, just so much insight, so much like stories and like I, I, Swifter and Ryan are uh, two of those people who I feel like they can just, they, they'll they have never stories for stories. days. Exactly. They have stories for they'll days. They'll never run out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it's also been a blast, which I want to do more of this, but again, it, it, it could be difficult to land guests like this because of scheduling, yeah. having COD actors on, like we had, uh, we had the actor for Alex, um, which is uh, Chad Michael Collins. We've had Damon Victor Allen, who plays Woods from Cold War, hearing their perspective on the development of the game, playing their characters, and then the fact that they both coincidentally also play COD, because a lot of the actors don't play COD, but the fact that they, uh, them two did, that made for a very cool... I just pulled up the list right now of every, every bombshell. I'm like, oh my god, it was crazy having them on, hearing that, hearing that perspective, and we also only get like limited time. I think we had like half hour with Damon, an hour with Chad, and we, we kept the show going afterwards. Um, another guest. I feel like, oh, I feel like we had Chad for longer. We, we, we might've, I don't know. I feel like we didn't have him for the full two hours, but you know, just, just doing a quick scroll here. It's like, oh my God, we had, uh, we had Maverick, who's also a, a phenomenal person. Uh, did a lot of great content for, I believe, the subliners and even for Call of Duty, if I'm not mistaken. We saw him like on some, remember we were on Instagram, we're like, oh, the Maverick just made a short for, yeah. for Call of Duty. It was crazy. And then we had, you know, content creator Suda. That's another one. Like that, ironically. That's a bit, that was a, that's a very important podcast. Oh, that's man. a very, very important podcast for like many reasons. <laughs> um, but, and most of them, I think, is because of what happened after, like after the stream. All good stuff. All but, great stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like pretty much, I think after that podcast, um, we were, we probably sat in a call with Suda, same call, uh, but just ended stream for like at least another two hours, just talking with him. Um, and that, and that led to a lot of, uh, you know, very, very, uh, awesome expansions and, and everything. Uh, so that, that was, that's also another very, yeah. very, uh, you know, influential, influential podcast, I'd say. Oh yeah. No, it, it was it was a very influential one because it what it what it provided was an out of the box perspective on something that we'd already thought about lot like but to hear another to hear another well established creator kind of uh you know check boxes on some of our ideas we're like whoa that was a perspective that we didn't know we needed on something and again it it, le it led to us being like you know what let's just let's go all in let's expand on everything Let's start a news outlet. Let's do something more. I mean, that that was huge. That was, I believe, March. We're almost going on a year from that podcast. I believe it, it was. Been, it would have been March. Yeah, around March. And, that, and that's what I'm thinking back to. It's like, there was definitely a time, especially with you, where I'm like, dude, you know, I love what I do. Don't plan on stopping anytime soon. I think during COVID, even like years ago, I always thought, you know what? Let's see how this YouTube thing goes until Black Ops 2024, right? I was thinking, 
regardless of growth. Let's just see where life is by Black Ops 2024. And, you know, if it makes sense, I'll keep it going. I love doing it as a job. But if for whatever reason I'm unhappy or other opportunities arise and I'm like, let me transition. I'm like, all right, let me, let me quote unquote retire after Black Ops 2024. I think that mindset changed with like towards the end of Cold Recycle. I'm like, nah. I'm like, I ain't going nowhere, dude. There's no way. I, I, love, this, I love this shit too much. There's no way. Uh, I, I think that probably would have been a possibility if I'm like, oh, you know, growth hasn't been there to uh, viably allow me to continue doing a full-time, whatever, then I would have considered that. But then I'm like, no, no, no. Even with, even with a hurdle like Vanguard, which was very uh, scary as a creator, I think, if you did COD, even with that, I'm like, you know what? Still got to keep it going with content. And then... You, you know, going from like, oh, you know, help you with a few thumbnails to like best friend, grinding everything, you know, helping with content strategy, marketing, the relationship evolved. We've done more and more in, in, you know, in the COD space together over the years. But at the back of my mind, I was always like, dude, you know, I'm not clearing a million dollars a year on content. You deserve literally more than, than I can give just with the channel alone. So I'm like, dude, I, I back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? You're so damn good at what you do. Um, it's almost a guarantee that maybe one day you apply to do art at a studio, whether it's COD or not. I'm like, dude, that's probably your future. That's probably when I like, I figure out something completely different. But then I was like, why not stay in the circle we're in, the space that we're in and just expand on it, do more or do something unique that hasn't really been done from the perspective of a COD creator who already has a channel behind him or her, which is, Starting a website or an outlet of not just a website, but an outlet that continuously covers what you're already doing, but in a different form that hasn't really been done in the COD space by another like YouTuber or commentator. So I'm like, let's try something different. And I'm like, to have you on board, 50-50 partners, let's do that. And then have that need to also be its own thing, right? It's not DKDynamiteNews.com or BombSoNews.com. It's its own outlet that goes in its own direction that could be more, but still connects to the channel. So look at all that and then to hear from like i said suda who was our guest last year he also randomly just brought that up he's like why don't you guys start an outlet like you guys work so well together that flow is insane well, i think do more i and think uh one of the like uh i'm paraphrasing but i think this is very close to what he said yeah is that he said that like so like what's the next step a website or like some sort of official like source of news like where, where, where do you see it going and like i think it was really it was really funny that after that conversation, we kind of like both sat in the conversation and we both came back and like website. Wait, when's it? When's it, 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 it was quick. Like website. Yeah. I, and the funny thing is like, I know we like, we almost, I mean, we almost went that direction in 2018 with Black Ops 4, which is really funny. Like there was a site that I know a group of people, it was zombies focused. A group of people wanted to come together and do, kind of just a news outlet but for zombies only and i was on board to give it a shot the problem is the project kind of fell apart because there was a, there was an original plan for the launch of black ops 4 to have like four teams of four each covering one round base map and like gathering intel for a solid article for solid coverage it was also separate from you know the videos and streams i was doing at the time and I know you helped with graphics on that site at, at some point. So that, so it's funny how we already kind of tapped into that lightly, but not at the right time. It was like before our time, but we always had it in us to like try something like that. Cause I love writing. I absolutely love writing as much as I love commentating and speaking. That's why I absolutely adore this podcast. I also love writing. 
it's always been my strong suit in school. So I've always had a passion for journalism. Uh, and I guess what I already do is a form of journalism. What you already do is a form of journalism. With the way we research things, we gather information, round it all up for a video, for a tweet, whatever the case is. Um, so to revisit that idea again, after it's just already been established with the channel here and, and us, you know, getting so close as we have, it was like the perfect time to go ahead and try that. So again, you know, to hear another established creator uh, throw an idea at us that we had already kind of experimented with. And I know I'd kept thinking about over, over the last, like at least year and a half, two years, I'm like, what is the next step? What else, you know, do we do in the space? Something that hasn't been done, something unique for call of duty. that hasn't really been seen. I think it all comes down to synchronized coverage, right? You know, seeing a synchronization between videos, shorts, streams, a podcast, tweets, and a website with articles. It's not easy to run all at once. It's not. And, it, and it, you know, I am beyond grateful for the team that we've built. You know, you and I with obviously the duo of a lifetime getting as much done as possible, but also the people we've met along the way that have become very close friends with us that have also begun helping and have already helped keep stuff flowing on all fronts here. Like, I couldn't be more grateful because if you and I said, all right, let's not touch grass for a week or two, you know, let's only go out once a week. Let's only, you know, have a social life once a week. Then, yeah, we could do it all ourselves. But lack of sleep, that's insane. Got to have a good team. Got to have good folks around you that you can trust. Keep a tight circle. And that's, I think, what we've, what we've kept going uh, yeah. for a while. I think um, something interesting you said. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that, that Rich Butters comment right now. Because I think that's, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're just reading it. So, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, Rich Butters, we, you know, obviously your support, um, always around, um, you know, being positive. Even on the detonated account, like, it's, it's always great to see. So, um, that comment is very, um, appreciate that comment a lot. And obviously, yeah, we're going to, uh, I mean, we're, it's not like we're going to do the same just for the sake of being positive. I think it's more, more so of like, just looking at the game from a, like almost like unbiased, almost like pretty much because like, obviously, yeah, you can make, you can make fun of the campaign. Like, you know, we saw yesterday with in the game awards uh, for MW3, but, right. um, you know, some people may prefer a shorter campaign. I know some people in chat have preferred a shorter campaign. So there's always like two sides of two sides of the coin. Um, but yeah, you know, we're we're always just going to look forward to covering games accurately and um, fairly. Um, obviously, if something comes up that's completely broken, like uh, for example, uh, for example, the the other day when. Servers are, I mean, they're still broken. The crashing and servers are, are still broken. I put a tweet out about that. And I said, like, it's literally unplayable. It's literally the worst it's ever been. Um, that's fair. Call out because it's, you know, it, it's it's a problem. It's it's happening a lot. Um, same thing with the crashes. MWZ um, called out that. Um, but, you know, uh, when you have people are, like, constantly complaining about SBMM or something, like, with changes where... It's not I, like those aren't really ever going to happen. I don't think like changes to SBMM, but like, they're not just going to remove it with the flick of a switch. Um, but yeah, we always try to be fair and unbiased. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you know, one thing I wish I, I say this all the time in my head, even though it's, it's never going to come true. Right. Here's a little schizo thought. Every time I see hate on videos or tweets or whatever, even in gameplay streams, I'm always like, why is it you always come in? Right. You talk some crap. You say that I'm never critical. You say that uh, I'm not addressing certain issues with the game. But 
that's literally what we always do in long form on the podcast. I just don't feel like spending time on a news video or a guide to be like, oh, guys, this is an issue or I'm not really a fan of this. I just would rather save that for a podcast where we can just have a a, a, a longer form discussion about it with more context instead of trying to condense something controversial into like a one minute timestamp or a two minute timestamp. Mm -hmm. That's the point of the podcast. And that's literally what brings us back to cold war for a second during cold war. There weren't issues with the game, but there were certainly hot takes that I saw constantly that I felt just weren't fair. Like, Oh, this is why zombies is bad. This is why the multiplayer is mid or worse than whatever. Worst season, black ops ever. Season one's the actual launch of the game. Yeah. So stuff like that, I would talk about in videos after discussing the news and the videos would end up being on average 16, 17 minutes. Those are the COVID days where I wasn't even going outside. So I'm like, how crazy was that? The videos were that long back then, but that's why it's because I would address all those things in, at the end yeah. of like the news. Right. So I'm like, just save that for a podcast. So what I was getting at was when you see haters in chat coming in being like, Oh, you don't address this. You avoid that topic. You're paid by Activision. Not I'm like, dude, we literally just talked about that on the podcast. Please come in chat with your criticism during our podcast, and, and you'll hear us talk about that. Or if you want to talk some crap to me, do it on the podcast. Do it on the stream when we're having a longer-form discussion. Not on my sh like my shorts or videos where I'm like, that's not even... Like, I'll make a video about uh, pancakes. Somebody comes in talking about, oh, well, why didn't you address the waffles? It's like, I'm not talking about that today. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I'm, I've never avoided a topic. That's the thing. I've never avoided discussing something controversial. I'm always like, oh, let's let's go into it, right? So that's one thing I wish would happen more. But it, it, obviously, the typical haters or the negative folks, they're not gonna they're not gonna come check the podcast out every Friday. They're gonna drop their comment on a random video they see or community post, and then they're gonna go on their way. But um, stuff like that's always funny uh, because there's I, I, there's again never been something that we've avoided discussing. You know, even a game like Vanguard that I personally didn't enjoy or really cover like that, um, still talked about it here and there on podcast. And you didn't have to be, you know, overly positive about Vanguard to get, let's say, an invite to MW2. It had nothing to do with, with yeah, COD there, Next. There was, there was no correlation with that. Zero. Um, yeah. So, so people that were like, oh, you were positive about Modern Warfare 2 because you wanted a COD Next MW3 invite. It's like that That also wasn't the case. Like, I just, I don't know, you just happened to enjoy the base game. And I still stand by that. I never changed my opinion on Modern Warfare 2 a single time. I, I, I pointed out from the get-go things that I knew were going to be controversial, decisions that I didn't agree with, things that didn't make sense from Infinity Ward. I pointed that out respectfully without being a psycho on Twitter and being disrespectful and condescending to developers or without trying to cause like a riot on the internet. Like I didn't do that, but I, I specifically went over things that I thought weren't going to ever sit well with community. The red dots on minimap, the perk packages, the weird communication, the, all the stealth changes, every update. I went over those things constantly, even in video sometimes, but mostly on podcast. So we still address things that yeah, weren't um, fair. Right. Um, yeah. I see some people in chat coming in and saying congrats, you know, hells, uh, perka, um, yeah, you know, obviously those guys have been around for years. Uh, appreciate all the support and um, glad you could make it for episode 100. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit scuffed, but we're you know we're uh, I, I think I think I think I think it's been a good episode so far. You know, kind of like I'm a, really happy with uh, it. a collection of uh, a collection of the past and looking back on everything. But um, yeah, something interesting you said earlier where you were like, um, I think you I think you said something about this earlier where like I had like I had. Uh, Pretty much like a, a path to work at the studio for Call yep. of Duty, um, right? And I think there definitely was a point in time where that was my goal, um, and that was something that I was like, 
you know, I'm totally going to do this. And usually when I think that way, I'm probably going to do it. Um, I think, I think I definitely could have, but you know, with, uh, with that day and everything now, um, I don't think that's, that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, I think mainly because I feel like, I feel like for a while, um, I, I told, I told you this, I think like the, one of the first days I got here, but I think for a while, like I always knew I wanted to do something like big and I wanted to do something that like, that was mine and it was, and it was clean and it was, um, like clean branding wise and everything. Um, and I always felt like, I don't know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to put, it was kind of hard to put in the words, but, um. I, I think you you I don't mean to cut you off at all. I just think you've always had it in you to be a content creator, but I don't think you were ever passionate about trying to do videos or even even though you're damn good at it, even streams. But I think you definitely want to be in the content creation space, do something big, something unique, but nothing but nothing that's already been done before. Well, that's got that's kind of my my. I, I wasn't I wasn't even thinking content creation. I was thinking more of like a life thing that like I don't know. I always felt like. Even even when I when I was in school, I always felt like you know, I I just just didn't feel right. Even though I was good at school, I was at the top of my classes. It just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like um, this is something I should be doing. Even even when I was working toward getting hired at a studio, it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like that's what I was supposed to be doing. But now with with detonated, I'm like I haven't had that feeling at all since detonated dropped. Um, but which which is like a first. First time that wrote man, I throat, there's so much phlegm. Like I still have a little bit too. It's it, it's been a crazy like week and a half, man. Crazy week and a half. Like right when right right when he flew in here, I started feeling weird and I was sick for a couple of days, and then he got it right after that, and then we're both still like getting it out of our system. So <laughs> I apologize. Well, yeah. My commentary sounded I, off too for for a couple quite a few videos before season one came out. Yeah, but, I'm fine with like it's just a little bit of phlegm, but. Completely fine and everything. It's just the yeah, no, I, starts to I come guess. up and it hits the hits the voice. Yeah, but yeah, as I was saying, I feel like detonated something that feels like I should be doing it. Like it feels like this is my calling. It feels like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Because like I said, I haven't had that feeling of what am I going to do with my life. Um, even though I like you know most people would kind of look in and see what I'm doing and be like, oh, you know, they have stuff figured out. They have you know they they kind of <laughs> they kind of understand what's going on. And even yeah, then, like you know you can. You can kind of have that perception, I guess, but um, there's still a lot to and, and be out. good and be good at school and kind of have a path to kind of go to university. But you know, people can have all that. It doesn't mean you have life figured out. It doesn't mean you have um, the path that you have like set in stone. You know, um, but yeah, that that was a big thing for me over the past few years, kind of realizing that maybe I'm not going to go to school and maybe you know I'm not going to work at the studio. Um, but now that I have detonated and, you know, the, the growth and the, the support given to that has been absolutely amazing. And it's just like, oh yeah, uh, I, I'm just, I just really, I really feel, um, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing that, you know, it means a lot to hear that. And I'm going to connect to that in just a second. But one thing that's always been on top of my mind is that it's hard to come across friendships like ours duos that really share the same ambition to the point where they go and do something together 
and they can somehow keep it going without getting sidetracked by other things. Like let's say they have another family or they have other jobs and obligations to where they can't put in a hundred percent effort into what they're doing. I feel like even since the, even before detonate, I'm like, we're just getting like, even, I'm sorry, even after detonate is launched, I'm still like, we're just getting started. Right. There's still so much we could do together. It's insane. Um, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is that remember that, that 2024 quote unquote retirement plan, that was more something that I thought pre COVID I'm like, you know what, if the YouTube, if you, if the YouTube thing doesn't ever work out for me where I can't do it as a job, I probably would have to tip my hat by black ops 2024 and just accept and be like, Hey, I tried this content thing. I could do it for fun, but as a career financially, it, it's not smart. I can't do it. That's more what I was thinking. And then once Cold War really changed things a lot for, that, for, for, for this channel, especially, then we started the podcast and then we just kept expanding from there. You know, you got more serious with being on board with the crusade. Then I'm like, dude, we got to keep it going, man. And well, yeah, I think, I think a big turning point for that definitely yeah. was like, definitely was COVID. Um, uh, for for oh, me yeah. being on stuff full time because obviously that was during Cold War's year that was a very that was a very explosive year, um, and you know obviously COVID like what are you doing in COVID you're doing absolutely nothing, so <laughs> um, so yeah you know, I was just graduating high school at the time and you know I, I was in my online classes I would just join them and then just go 3D render for the entire time I was I wouldn't even do any of the schoolwork. I remember there was a time I didn't hand it, handed one assignment for like two weeks. Um, I was so busy grinding just the, the Cold War content at the time. It was probably around season one. Season that was one a lot of it. fun. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, the, the expansion it, and the coverage has been, uh, has been, has been absolutely crazy. Um, you know, it's, it's almost like, like, I almost wonder, like, how much more we can actually build oh my god and, and, yeah and how much more we can actually add on because like having a having a a, a call of duty news channel in, in today's climate is already very very hard oh yeah um easily and obviously podcast uh committing to that two hours every friday yeah consistently committing to that is also very very hard yeah um, like I uh, and, and then obviously uh even even with MW2, like the way we covered that game with the with the live coverage and the um even when it goes to my side with the rendering, like to consistently do that and consistently get better is just like there there's a lot of just a lot of just grind, right? Oh, it's it's insane. Now with with detonated, that's kinda like, you know, we have we have the we have the YouTube, which is very, very hard to do. Um Start up a, a Twitter or an X page, whatever you want to call it. Um, start up a Twitter in a crazy, crazy saturated market, which is absolutely. I'm actually I'm blown away of how uh, well the the you know the, that that performs. Um, you know I'm I'm so grateful for it. Um, oh yeah, and you know it's start that in a, a very saturated time. Um, you know I, I'm grateful for all that's been done with that. And then the website, you know, you know, again, same thing. Very, very grateful for what's been done with that in, in the time. It's still under six months. That is not even six months old. Um, you know, we've, you know, it's, 
you know, been retweeted by Call of Duty and, you know, in Call of Duty trailers and like, how did that happen, dude? Like, I don't know. I don't I, know. How that, happened, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Grateful, I'm, but I'm grateful for it. I, I'm very thankful for it all. I, I don't take it for granted. Um, and right. yeah. And, you know, I, I think we said this before, like, you know, the, the way that the Twitter would be handled would be no different if it had. 100 or zero to 100 followers zero to where it is now yeah um just because like i don't know that's just the way i wanted to cover things yeah um and obviously you know that goes that goes without saying you have to like sort of adapt and sort of know what works and know what what doesn't because yeah going into going into the running the twitter like because i run the twitter full time that that's um, baby by the way chat i i legit have not tweeted on that account i've bounced ideas with him for tweets, he's run tweets by me to be like, oh, you think this is good or whatever. But the way they're worded, the way they're structured, the graphics, all this guy, it's all him. Um, yeah, the only stuff the only, the only stuff you have done is like the exclusives. Um, yeah. The exclusives and like. Yes, yeah, stuff that linked to like articles I had written. If I went to like a capture event or if I was sent info, then I'll like, all right, I'll draft this tweet or I'll draft this article and then put them up later but yeah no but but the, yeah. but the live coverage and the, the the hot takes and all that stuff like we talk about it but you you make sure they, those go out and you do a damn good job of doing that because i really just i don't tweet that much anymore i think i i feel like i tweeted too much back in the day um and i think over time i've just i've tweeted less and less i think it's better for the mental health to just not just to be involved just yeah right and i i put more of that time into you know expanding on content and do getting more sorts done and, you know, also enjoying life as well. That good balance of like, you know, family and, 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 and love IRL and, and doing what you got to do instead of being on social media all day. Like I, that, that's something that I, I, I yeah, like, feel like I spent too much time on already. Uh, appreciate the kind words as well from uh, Broadman Sean Hells, everybody celebrating episode 100. And I'll get back to Perkins comment in a second about not knowing your path yet. That's something I really want to get into, but we'll go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think obviously the the stuff with the twitter like going into that i had no idea how to run a a, a social media page um I, I mean i guess i mean i i had ideas and like the, the way i kind of think and operate on things is that like uh just it's just stuff i've seen over the years like i just kind of like retain that and you know just kind of know uh a, a general basis of like what i want to do with things based on what has been done, but still innovate on it and do it my own way. And obviously have my own spin on it and not just straight up copy. Um, because I don't feel like, I don't feel like the debt, like the debt, like if you look at the detonate Twitter, it's very, I, I think it's very distinct. And that's what I want. I want it to be unique compared to a lot of other uh, news outlets, but um, yeah, having a blast of that. Couldn't be more grateful for, um, for, for that. But uh Yeah. Yeah, you can go into what you're going to say. Before. Well, you, you, first, you mentioned an oversaturated space. This actually connects to, to what I was going to say about Perkis' comment. You mentioned an oversaturated space, and I think Call of Duty is definitely difficult to, to make content for in this climate when there's so many folks doing it. Like, I think if we had started what, what we're doing now in, again, 2010, 2013, even 2014, the latest, we'd be at millions of followers. But the climate has changed in social media. People don't subscribe that much anymore. Really? Call of Duty is hard to cover you know, the way we do. And, and, you know, it's always some type, it's always an environment where you have to adapt to the trends and the content forms and you know what modes are popular and just having that focus, you can't box yourself into one mode. You can't just think negative and be like, Oh, you know, I wish it was BO3 2015 again. Like you can't, 
do that if you want to make it in the COD space. You just you just can't do it, right? But how this connects to Perkins' comment, right? He was mentioning his path. That's the thing about the journey that I felt like I've gone through, and I think you as well, is, ha you know, COVID helped forge that path because while everybody was inside watching more content and obviously me being inside, focusing on making more content, it helped formulate an idea. It helped, it helped me figure out what I was really passionate about because I was going to college. I was in my, by, by Cold War, I was, I was in my second year of college. I was going for what I thought I needed to be doing, which is post-production, editing. I already do that so much for content. That's probably what I should go to school for, right? But then I realized even before Cold War, I think my passion is not editing or post-production or being on set or, or filmmaking at all. It's really community. That's really what I love to do. And I think with anybody's path, it'll take you some time because you have to go through something. It'll take you some time to realize for that light bulb to go off to be like this is what i actually love to do it's what i actually like this should be my direction it takes people time to figure that out it's not as simple or as black and white as like oh i edit videos on youtube all the time that just means i should go to school for editing or or, or filmmaking post-production it's not that simple but something you go through will help you figure that out it will help you realize you know what your path is supposed to be and this guy knows better than anybody. I've believed in this shit for the longest time when there was zero dollars coming in on the channel, um, when there was no views really to help me get anywhere. There was so many improvements to make with how the content was being produced and marketed, and I still believed in it. I still believed it, and you know, getting the channel up and running, getting it to a place where I'm like, oh, we could do this full time. We can figure this out. We get some people on board that can help, and I'll take care of them, and we can do shit together and expand. Like, as long as you believe in it. But I think. One way to, to, to fully answer your question at the end here is be ambitious, take risks, and don't let people tell you that something's already been done. Oh, you don't waste your time on that, or, or you have to go down this path because I did and because that's what society tells you to do. You have to form your own path. You have to figure out what makes you happy with something that you can see yourself doing day in and day out, regardless of the dollar amount. That's something you really have to think about because, like I said, most people would have told me, oh, you know, the channel, Call of Duty News, that's already been done. Don't waste your time on it. Figure out a different type of content for COD. What is that? Does it exist? I don't think so, right? It's like, oh, gameplay, cut comms, news, guides. How, how unique can you get with Call of Duty content, right? What, what, what else could you really do? So there's that. And then it's like, oh, a news outlet? That's already been done. Why, why waste your time? Like for Call of Duty, like they already have those. Or, you know, oh, you know, social media in general, that's hard. You know, one in a million people will make it in social media. Go to school. Go to this, like... You can, go out, you can go on a tangent for hours about what society may tell you to do and, 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 and you know, what it's like trying to jump into the COD scene, what people might say around you. Like, oh, don't waste your time. Don't... You can't let any of that get to you. You got to do it from the heart, from the soul. Like, really figure out, like Fajardi was saying earlier, right, what, what feels right. And then realistically, thinking rationally, what makes sense, what seems viable long term to hit X amount of goals, to do X, Y, Z. To make a name for yourself, to make a living, to have a family one day, like all those things have to be considered when uh when really thinking about your path. But you know, anything you wanna add on to that? I know that was that was, that was a lot right there, but um Yeah, I feel like I feel like in in today's world with, with social media and everything, like we're always constantly comparing uh, ourselves to other people and what they're doing. Um like I mean I don't, I don't, I don't really like staying on social media for for that long, especially like stuff like Instagram, where it's directly like picture, picture of person. Look, look, look what they're doing. Um, 
I think it's very easy to get caught up in all that. So, so a, a good step, like for peace of mind, is just like it is almost to like just live, live like it were like the eighties. Like, <laughs> like you know, you don't you don't yeah. have you don't have social media. You don't have like uh, all these things that you know we have in today's world. But obviously, obviously, still use things that are. Uh, like it, maybe it's a little bit of a a bad point. You still, still use things that obviously benefit uh, benefit you, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, like me, I'm not on social media that much. I think it's very it's very time it's a very time consuming thing that can lead to a lot of um, separate issues. So um, don't really do a, a lot of scrolling on that. Which it's kind of like ironic. I said like live like the '80s, but we run like a website. Um, but obviously, like. Those you weren't know. around like that back then. <laughs> you, you know, you know what yeah, I mean. No, like no. when it comes to like, you know, when, when you're out and like actually be present. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I totally get that, and that's also the mindset of like networking in person too with other yeah, creators, exactly, and whatnot, which exactly. we did at Champs. You were at Champs. Like with business me. cards. Yeah, business cards. Like, I have, I have them right now. Hold on. I got them right in my back pocket. <laughs> I have them right in my back pocket. It's like it's so funny seeing the first business card that I brought to Cod Next from W two, the DK down on my business card. And then a link to the Bombshell podcast right on the back, right? The QR code. And then the new detonated cards, right? And that's why in person it was funny at Codnext MW3. I was giving out two cards to each person that I had spoke to. They're like, oh, you gave me two by mistake. I'm like, no, there actually are two. Two different things here. It was so funny. The detonated business card, QR code on the back to the website. Like, oh, man. I love that old school way of networking. I really do. I really freaking do. Um, but yeah, anything else you want you wanted to... No, um, no, not really. I, uh, yeah, there were some really cool comments I wanted to address uh, in chat. But before I even say that, I, I will mention, you know, regardless of view count or subscriber, follower, milestone, regardless of that, the funniest thing I can always say, and everybody's listening to this live, and we've talked about this off stream, the coverage, I'm not even kidding you, wouldn't change. Like, I wouldn't change a thing if viewership follower count was any different like whether we were at 10 million whether i mean obviously if we're at 10 plus million that means that there's probably substantial revenue coming into where we can invest more in some other things but i'm saying in principle quality wise effort you know consideration all of that into account it yeah, would it would be the same like i think yeah. i think like if you go back to your black ops 4 videos like you know they they weren't getting the best views but editing quality they're still exactly the same um if anything your uh your commentary skills over the years have gotten better um i'd say that's probably the only real difference with the with the videos comment yeah commentary was a little bit harder for me because before i had my own apartment commentary was always tough where i'm either whispering because it's it was kind of like this weird anxiety like I don't, I don't want other people to hear me or i'd have to like be in like an enclosed closet or space to record because it was too loud I know, and then, so there was that. And then even when I got my own place, there was definitely times like, because I, I had roommates at the time as well, where it's still like, oh, you know, I have to record something late and I have to kind of talk quietly. I don't want to be rude and wake them up. That happened a lot. And that definitely changed. And then on top of that, like you said, you know, just cadence and, and commentary skills that obviously improves with time, you know, the more and more you do it. But was that, let's see that first comment from Hells. Uh, let me see. I didn't, I didn't even see that one. That was a yeah. good comment. Seeing other creators quote detonated and seeing your tweets and YouTube videos as opposed to the COD page or Charlie Intel is surreal. Very inspiring to watch. The Come really? Up Boys. Appreciate that, Hells. Yeah, no, I Wait, really... What's, uh, what YouTubers have you seen have uh, have the tweets in it, Hells? Because I think I've seen 
I've seen DK. a few. I've seen a few. I, I, I've seen, uh, I've seen, which is extremely funny, is I've seen people um, read out detonated tweets on uh, on shorts, but they don't show the tweet. But like, but like they say the exact wording. Yeah, what I, you wrote. Yeah. yeah, they say the exact wording. So it's like, bro, I know what you're doing because I wrote it. <laughs> um, well, it's funny because TikTok's a platform that we're not really on at all. So it's always funny when like, Tweets pop up on there. Right, because I'm like, I can't even imagine how much more is on there. I just don't know because I'm not on that platform like that. I just re-upload my shorts. Um, thank you, Perk, for the kind words saying detonate tweets stand out. Would you ever think about having a conversation on your podcast with a new YouTube creator that just started in 2023 by themselves with no team? Oh, of course, man. Like I, like, like we were talking about earlier, we've had our friends on. We've had people that aren't, you know. Creators. Like creators at all. We've had great guests on that weren't creators. We're not, it's not something where it's like, oh, if you don't have X amount of followers, you can't come on the show. It's like, that's definitely not the case at all. Um, definitely down to, to have new people on. Congrats on 100 episodes of the podcast. This is from Caleb. What was your all-time low when making vids? When making vids, and how did you kick back from it? So, it's actually a really good question because this goes back to what we were discussing earlier with like the power of our friendship, the duo, like having somebody by your side that believes in what you're doing and cares about your well-being. Because that's helped almost more than anything. When it comes to all-time lows, you know, having someone to talk to that completely understands what you're going through, not just another creator that also goes through similar issues, but somebody that is directly involved with your production and your content, like Fajardi is, like having that helped get through so many rough patches, I would say. But, you know, think about, think, think about an all-time low. I think Vanguard was the scariest because to have seen the growth that I did during Cold War and then to see quite literally zero during Vanguard was a moment of like, oh my God, that was, was that just like a lucky year that I really make a mistake going full-time with this and like leaving school thinking that this was the time. Like that was terrifying to think about, but a lot of things lined up and happened during Vanguard cycle that helped me keep going. And then before I knew it, content picked right back up and went over two hype started. So, um, and that was wild considering that I was primarily known as like a Black Ops Treyarch channel right i wasn't i really hadn't had success covering a modern warfare or a non or cod at that time so it was insane to see like the universe helping me out saying oh you know not now you cover Modern Warfare two and whatever right but i think that was definitely at, uh, like an all-time low but even like Modern Warfare three lately chat like i think and, and we brought this up with, with other creators recently you know we've had ace and wash your hands since Modern Warfare three dropped two other creators you know we 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 brought up the idea that MW3 doesn't have it doesn't feel like it has a new audience in the sense that this launch window or the preseason window and now season one haven't felt as like explosive as a typical launch window or preseason would for a new Call of Duty because a lot of creators typically see crazy performance and growth during this window and then it kind of uh, normalizes by like January February then there's like a drop off after that and then it kind of picks back up when the hype of the new COD starts right and then it gets again it peaks supposed to peak. At around this time it hasn't happened for a lot of people this time around and me personally i'd rather have consistency every month or somewhat close to consistency instead of like oh it's kind of a rough seven eight nine months then just for a good three months during fall winter like i'd rather just have it consistent across the board all year round instead of like you know praying and wishing for time to pass faster to get to that launch window but a lot of creators have noticed including myself that performance hasn't been as strong lately on certain launch and preseason content compared to MW2, compared to other CODs, but that's just the nature of the game sometimes, right? Oversaturated market, you know, more creators stepping in, uh, the rise of short form content, which probably would turn people off from even wanting to watch long form anymore. Or, you know, the game's identity being a little odd. People out there with the controversy that, oh, it's $70 DLC, amount of over name is stained. And you could throw all these factors into account, which could explain, you know, a, a weaker launch preseason performance 
for this game. But no matter what, you know, no matter what, the, the coverage isn't, isn't changing. Only looking at ways to get better and, you know, riding the wave and, and understanding that, the, that there are highs and lows with content creation, right? You're going to always experience things. Like, no, matter, no matter what your, your market or genre is, you're always going to experience these highs and lows where you have crazy peaks, things that change your life. And then these random lows where you're like, what am I doing wrong? What could be done better? Sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it's not, but sometimes, sometimes it is. Sometimes just shit just like happens. Sometimes shit, like for example, the best example I'll give you, I know it's like an extra long answer, but this is crazy. The other day, there was a private capture event at Sledgehammer for MW3 season one. I was not invited to that one. And you know what? That's, that's how it works with all these creator events. It doesn't matter who you are. You're not always invited to all the events. It just happens. No big deal, right? Not complaining. Grateful, beyond grateful for, you know, the creator calls the two back-to-back COD Next events, the Vondel Capture event a few months ago in June. Happy and grateful for that, right? Can't go to all the events. It's, that's just the way it works, right? But there was an event in which creators got to record gameplay of the new multiplayer maps, the weapons, which in turn would affect how I could then cover that because it's already been done through you know an embargo by other people. But then they also got to see the cosmetics, the battle pass, bundles, stuff that I would normally cover on launch day yeah. or right after. How could I then cover that on launch day when by then it'll be too late? You just can't. So that's why I had to like throw together what I could the other day when the embargo lifted and react to other creators' videos on that content to still get out the covers that I would like to for the season. But you see how scuffed that was in comparison to what I would normally do. That's kind of just adapting to unfortunate circumstances of like, oh, I didn't get to get this content filmed early like the other people did. So I'm behind. Here's how I catch up. So having to adapt and you know, sacrifice some performance because of circumstances that are out of my control. That's just the nature of the game. That's just the business, right? It's, it happens. Um, I know that was definitely a, a longer answer than, than it probably had to be, but um, if anything this year has shown me, I could pursue something that I first thought I couldn't do. I went to college for computer science and that really didn't do it for me. And I feel like I can pursue something I thought I couldn't do, which is media communication. Exactly, dude. If, if, if it's a school direction you're going in, it might take you a couple of BS courses or a, a, a major that you set yourself up for that eventually shows you oh this is what you're supposed to be doing my cousin who's a little bit younger than me has been in school for i swear five and a half almost six years he changed his major i think two three times but he finally figured it out may have been in school longer but finally figured it out that's the path he had to go down right it happens um every time i heard someone in the living room i had to whisper because it almost felt like stage fright yeah well i don't know i said that oh perka it was and, and you know it for me it wasn't even like stage fright or embarrassment because they knew what i did but it's something i don't know what it is like it's it's because it's, i can go on stage in front of a thousand people right now and i'll feel confident to talk about you know what i need to talk about but it's yeah, something it's something about family where it's just you just get you just kind of get cold feet sometimes just like ah i, mean, I, I don't know it's, it, it's, it's hard to explain it's a, yeah it's a it's a weird um yeah, I don't really know how to explain it either because I've definitely felt it. It's just it's like a it's just like a weird feeling of uh, kind of like I don't know. It's like it's like you, it's like you feel secondhand embarrassment for what you're doing firsthand. And there's no reason to, but it's just we're humans. We're emotional. It happens, right? We can't control the feeling. Yeah. Um, Dalek used one last night. Appreciate it for letting me know that. Yeah, Dalek's been a great friend over the last like yeah, year and a half. The, uh, the, the 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 red worm. The red worm. Yes. So yeah, it, nice. it's been awesome, you know, getting closer with him over the last year and a half, hearing more insight about the zombies community and and collaborating a lot. That, and that was a good podcast we had when we had him on too. Got to have another one with him for sure at some point, that, that, especially that. with zombies now. Oh definitely. yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, uh, and Hell saying he didn't know how Vanguard was an all time low because your positivity was unmatched, and that's the thing, right? Is that during Vanguard I was able to at least talk positively about what I did like about the zombies. 
they didn't really touch the multiplayer all that much, but there was still so much to be positive about, you know, in regards to the future of COD, right? That we were talking about the next Black Ops and the next this and Modern Warfare 2 being explosive. And we had a lot to still, we still had a lot to be positive about despite the shortcomings, despite some of the flaws and some of the tough times. Like, and that, and that same thing as now, like, you know, there's definitely a lot of reflection. There's been a lot of reflection over the last week about how content could be better and what, you know, what we can improve on. No matter what, the obstacles have been even over the last week there's been so much to still be positive about and plan for next and you know strive for right it, it, i'm still got to be grateful for for where we're at right and i think what it comes down to i think for for a lot of creators to do this full time isn't necessarily the performance because that matters a lot it still hurts when a video doesn't do as well as, as you thought it would it it, it it becomes terrifying when you do it full time bills rely on that content to do well that will become terrifying for any creator, which luckily during Vanguard cycle, my bills weren't anywhere near what they are now. So it was a little bit, a little bit different, but yeah, no creator would want to go through that where it's like, oh my God, something's not working now. And oh my, how do I make ends meet this? Like that's, that is, that is terrifying for any creator for sure. Um, so there's that, but if somebody out there, let's say made it, made a fortune or made a decent amount of savings and then they start dealing with performance issues they at least have something to fall back on while they figure out the next step but when you don't have that it's like oh shit like <laughs> not 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 that you want to work paycheck to paycheck every month but if you are almost spending every dollar every month on what you need and then stuff's not doing well it's like dude like you can't afford to have a tough month but that's why you gotta you know prepare and diversify and get multiple income streams and get everything you can going to make sure that no matter how performance is you're still good to go you know what i mean there, there's that but um really good uh reflection and whatnot man like i said um i'm not gonna go to the other pc exactly in 20 minutes we'll still we'll still have some other things to discuss yeah, i know you know i was thinking like yeah. i was like bro i don't even i don't even care about you can bundle no i, I, I just want to keep talking yeah no we know we are yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna jump up in 20 minutes like i think we'll, we'll get through everything we want to get through and then i'll just i'll switch over play a couple games to try it out um again today, today's one of those obstacles where i'm like ah it's a free stream like to get on and 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 you know try the new content out you don't want to miss out on the launch window of, of the resurgence snaps you, you can do a stream of that tomorrow oh, no, I, fill the void when i leave totally could totally could I'm, i after we finish this i'll probably play like a match of each one and then and then call it even if i even can because i don't battle it had issues yesterday but um it's one of those things chat where i always pray whatever cod wants to do whether it's dropping a mastercraft whether it's dropping a new playlist or an event they don't do it on fridays because i feel like fridays are just the perfect day to do a podcast to kind of reflect and uh cover everything from the last week that's why i like friday podcasts but whenever there's something big going on it's like oh it's an obstacle of like balancing all that at once and, and whatnot uh that's, that's that's typically that that's typically how it goes with, with fridays but um something else too you know i have my notes right in front of me here because definitely i wanted to pack in as much as possible for episode 100 how crazy was it the other day we we went out we had an appointment and the gta 6 trailer leaks we watch it and we're like oh shit and then we go to eat afterwards and as we're eating rockstar's like here's the trailer yeah that was that was crazy because it was scheduled as a premiere for the following morning and ended up putting it out early and said screw it how that we witnessed history right there by the way we're talking gta 5 to now that's what uh 12 wait 2013 right no, yeah well oh, 10 years 10 plus years it'll be 12 years when a game comes out 12 years when the game comes that. out right but um, we witnessed history the other day like it, it's crazy to think of. you ever think about that sometimes like sometimes you just witness history something that's absolutely insane 
that will never be experienced again like that. Like that, that is something to, to, to look back on too. Like we've over the last couple of years, we've known each other and you know, this podcast has been around. We've witnessed things. We've seen things. We've heard things like we have absolutely witnessed history on a number of occasions. We're like what in the F is going on right now? Like so, just insane, dude. And I'm, that's, I'm grateful for the life that I have. I don't know. You are like being able to do this. Like it has been a ride chat. It has been a ride being able to be in this full time. Like I remember still being in college, right? Right before the launch of cold war. also had a security job suit and tie. I'm standing, you know, guarding whatever, doing whatever. And I have a notepad and pen in my pocket and I'm taking notes for the next videos. I am defeated when I get home because of how tired I am after a 10 plus hour shift, still somehow trying to crank out a commentary or play some games of blackout with the boys or whatever it was. It's exhausting, dude. But it has been a crazy couple of years. Like you mentioned, you mentioned this the other day, you know, I, I I'm 24. You're 20. You mentioned the other day, I think it was, it was actually not the other day, but when I, when I turned 24 recently, my birthday, you're like, think about how much has changed in just five years and think about what will change in the next five years. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Because and, and the things will, and the things will witness along the way as well. Like real life events, controversial moments, especially in the gaming history. scene. Oh my God, dude. I think, I think a lot of people get caught up in this idea of like, oh, I'm getting so old and like, I, I'm aging. So like, I mean, we're so, so fucking fast. young, dude. We're so fucking young. It's crazy. Dude. Yeah. We're like, like, you tell me that all the time. You're like, oh, I'm an old man. I'm like a boomer. And it's like, bro, like you're 24. Like, you know, I, I love that joke because I'm just um, like, sometimes I feel more mature or a lot older than I really am. But that's like, I think that's just a good thing. But physically, I'm still, I'm still kicking. <laughs> still good to go. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I, I heard that a lot in high school from kids. Like we were like 16, 17 and, ki and kids were saying like, oh, I'm growing up too fast. And it's like, man, like you, I think, I think that attitude, um, kind of reinforces the idea that like, you almost like don't appreciate the youth. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Because you're like, you're right. Because you think you think you've already grown up when you're still so young, like even when you're even when you're like, I'd probably say you're probably still considered like a, like a youngin until like you're like twenty nine. Oh yeah, no, I, I I'd agree with that. Like if you think about it, which I mean, obviously it's completely fine if you're if you're older. Like it's not like this isn't like a like no, a, it's like just a, like going a, over like you know societal just, stereotypes and people, like yeah yeah how young people feel. Yeah, know? I mean. Uh, you could argue you're not really in your prime to like your early to mid thirties sometimes. And some people could even argue that you don't figure out your career path or your, or your, or your mission in life until your forties. It happens. I mean, everybody's journey is different, but I'm just saying I am eternally grateful to, to be able to say that, you know, late teens, early twenties got something going, whether that means I'll be making content forever, whether that means detonated will stand forever, whatever that means still got something going early on that for sure is going to lead to something later. Whether that means one day we tip our hats and say, oh, we just got bought out by so-and-so. Detonated belongs to these people. Maybe we run it still, but we, we, uh, we, we, tap, we, we tip our hat and say, okay, we're moving on. Or whether that means it grows so big to where we just keep expanding and we just keep doing what we're doing even on an even bigger scale. Or whether that means everything just says, all right, or okay, we're, 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 we're done covering COD. We're burnt out. We're not going to force out content we're not happy about. We're going to retire everything and move on to this. Like, who knows what the future is? But what I know is that with the ambition and the fuel, that fire, that flame, that, that love and passion, 
They currently exist right now. Me and you, the channel, podcast, detonated. There is so much more to be accomplished, so much more that will be done that I can't even see an end to anything, which, which is good. Where it goes, that's the beauty of it. But I can't see... I, I, I genuinely, like, a Vanguard could happen again, and I could still see us trying our fucking ass off to get something rolling. And you mentioned this last night. You're like, the fact that, you know, even Black Ops 4 had this, where a game could be really controversial, less people cover it, which means it's an easy time to strike and conquer as a smaller creator, your time to get into exactly. the scene, to be seen, right? I saw that with Black Ops 4. I helped, I, I really got somewhere in BO4, tried to get my foot in the door to get some content going, and by the end of BO4 cycle, definitely started noticing that. Cold War, absolutely. Right, Vanguard. If I liked the game, I probably would have pushed more. If I would have actually played it a lot more, but I didn't. So curious to see a COD one day. MW three is not really that game, but it could turn into that at some point. Who knows? But right now, it's so strong. Obviously, there's issues. Every game has issues, but it's at a point where it's like, all right, if a game is if you're doing COD full time, the game isn't being received well. You can still do something with that. There is still something you can do with that. So it's like also what I mentioned about 20 minutes ago, regardless of performance, follower account, whatever, the type of content, the ambition, the planning, the strategy still won't change. If anything gets better, because like I, I remember I told you this before, when content's doing really well, I am, I am beyond motivated, want to make more, want to get out more, strike while it's hot, keep doing more, right? Figure out even more ways to innovate, to, you know. Experiment. Experiment. Yes. But then when stuff's not doing that well, it's almost like I'm even more motivated. Like, let's get more out. Let's make up for the loss. Let's try even more. Like, it's almost the same mindset, regardless of, of, of either side of the coin there. That's the way I've always felt about COD. And I am one of those people that could say, and I don't know, how you, like, let me know how you feel about this. I'm a person that can never say he's bored. I feel like I always have too much to do. And then balance that with like IRL stuff, want to hang out with, my beautiful girlfriend or go out see some family, see the kids, you know, my brother, sister and the little ones. Like there's always something to do. I can't ever be like, I'm going to sit here and be bored today. Do I level up weapons? Do I get camels? Like, I can't ever say that I have no idea what to do. I feel like there's always something to accomplish when it comes to content, always people to see when it comes to family or friends, even like I have one or two school friends, you know, one of them. I would love to see you more, love to hang out, do stuff. Of course. I have some family members that aren't doing well right now, health-wise. Got to see them more. Like, there's always something going on. But how would you feel about that? Like, in terms of um, like being bored and is not knowing what to do when there's so much always to do. At least in my opinion. Well, I mean, yeah, I had another point about what we were talking about earlier, but you kind of oh, go no, do that first, do that first. Uh, well, yeah, just back to the back to the age stuff where, um, like, I also I also think people get caught up in this in this idea of like, oh, maybe if you are older, you can't change or you can't. Um, start something or, or become better or, you know, have a goal or something. But if you think about like, you know, think about from your, if you're, when you're a newborn baby to when you're one years old, think about how much you change <laughs> think about, yeah. from a newborn to a yeah. one year old. Think about how much that changes. Who's to say you can't do that when you're like, like 23 to 24, you know, a lot can change in a year when you're 18 to, or when you're 18 to 19, like a lot can change in a year. Um, so yeah, I think you know it's never it's never too late or and it's never too early. I think the 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 right time is always right now and just doing it, you know, and what whatever it is and just making the change that you need to do. Um, 
but yeah, uh, that, that that kind of actually answers what I what I was bringing up, right? About like being bored, not knowing what to do. You just yeah, kind of brought yeah, up like gonna, there gonna... is a lot to mess around with and experiment with, especially in your youth. That could not make you bored. It could it could help pass the time faster and give you a purpose, right? Uh, yeah, but you we're saying about being bored. It's like yeah, especially with with detonated now. I feel like like there almost like, isn't time to be. I feel like it, I feel like it's almost a blessing if I if I if I'm bored. Um, because yeah. there's always so much to, even if I'm not tweeting, there's always stuff in the back end to do article promotion, you know, uh, getting graphics together, thumbnails together. There's always something to do. Um, which I think that's one of the most important things is just, is just staying busy. Um, whether it be working out, whether it be reading a book, absolutely anything, just staying busy is just. Uh, one of the most important things to yeah. not be bored because when you're bored, then you start overthinking about things and you start going down a rabbit hole and a downward spiral. And it's just like, you know, yeah, just it, stay busy. No, you have to. I think that's the thing too, is people struggle sometimes to find their purpose and that's fine. The thing is society might tell you it's not okay to not know exactly what you want to do when the moment you're 18 or 19, it's like, that's not how it works though. I want to, I'll tell you firsthand it's okay to not know what's going on sometimes. It's okay to need, it's okay to need time to just sit back and be like, let me try X, Y, Z. Let me go down a couple different paths and see which one's right for me. Somebody in chat also mentioned, you know, 23 still figuring it out. That's okay. I can't stress it enough. It may take you your entire twenties, half of your thirties to experience X, Y, Z that absolutely formulate exactly what the F you're supposed to be doing after that point for the rest of your life. That might happen. That might just happen. Right, you have to go through certain series of events before you really figure out and you meet the right people and you learn the right things and you find the right passion. That might happen, and that's okay. Everybody could wish, oh, you know, get it figured out, nineteen, twenty, twenty-two, and then you know, from twenty-five onward, you're just set. It's like everybody wishes they can have that, but it's not how life works. Like even me, being young, doing what I do, this may just be to set up the actual thing I'm supposed to do later. Who knows? Like I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's really funny. Um, I remember being like 16, 17 in a uh, guidance counselor office in high school. And they're like, just ask you all these questions, like a billion things. Uh, like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And I'm like, I'm, fi I'm 15, 16. Like, I want to play. How do you answer that question? Like, I want to play. I'm like, I want to play Borderlands and like, and like eat candy. Like, I, <laughs> like, I, you're, you're asking me about all these things and like, it's like, I just want, I just want I, to play games and, and, and do what I want to do, which, I mean, obviously it's, um, that, that's, uh, I, I, I'm saying this more in the context of like, you know, you're, you're asking a, a literal child what they want to do with the rest of their life when oh, maybe, you know, does any child really figure out what they want to do with the rest of their life? Well, I mean, I'm sure some people have a plan. Sure. But, sure. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's a lot of people that maybe still not know wh what to do. And, you know, there's, uh, yeah. you know, there's always, there's always like, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that have, you know, maybe haven't figured anything out. And then they, you know, maybe later in life they find it. And then it's like, you know, just clicks and boom, uh, whatever the case may be. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a very like, you just got to keep going. You just got to keep, you got to keep trying and keep applying yourself because like, I think there's a saying where it's like, luck is one preparation meets opportunity mm. because, you know, it, because you know, yeah, because th th there's some luck there, but or, or let me rephrase that: when preparation meets opportunity, if you're not prepped, 
you're not in a position to find that opportunity. Exactly. And that's, and that's where the luck comes in. Right. Which, I mean, you can, you can make an argument that that's not luck. It's because you applied yourself and you were prepared for it. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, that's just a lot, a lot of I figured out. And I have a lot of, like, I, I, I won't get into it on the podcast. I feel like, I don't know, it's a little bit uh, unfair to get into. But um, I, I, don't, I don't really uh, like school as much as I did before before covid because you know a lot of things that happened with um just, just realizing it just wasn't for me yeah even though i was very like into it i, I had good grades i loved it um well but yeah, yeah. you know i, I don't i want to i don't want to say all that because like you know I, I believe school school has its purpose to to learn and to depends um, on your path Dep yeah. Dep like but, with school the thing is i was also i was uh, pretty much the same boat as you really like always top my class top grades didn't like i just i didn't have to really study either i just kind of it was almost like i had a photo memory or a photographic memory cared about the material like i always did well but by college that's when i realized i'm like dude my passion and fuel for content is getting stronger and stronger to where i noticed in college i'm like i really don't care about this and then we talk about covid when the online stuff started that that, that that's that's even that was an even bigger downfall for my passion of school at, the, at that point i'm just like dude i'm literally either in the classes in person with my laptop editing or producing youtube content somehow that i already pre-recorded or i'm at home on a zoom call also while the class is going on editing or producing pre-recorded content i'll never forget the cold war multiplayer like i, I should pull that i should pull that stream up if somebody in chat to look it up at some point after this episode the Cold War, I think it's the multiplayer reveal event. It was a four-hour broadcast from Treyarch in which Vonderhaar and Treyarch talked about MP, showed the trailer, then they had creators play it for like two, three hours, right? It was something like that. They had yep. players, players grinding it remote from their PlayStations, right? That stream I was doing, I had my iPad up right here on a Zoom call with a crazy class. By chance, right? This is a massive class, by the way, with, I swear it was 100 students. By coincidence, I get called on for a question. I have to get up for my stream. Walk to the living room. I was in my old apartment at the time. I'm, on my, and I'm answering the question, whatever. Walk back to stream, whatever. I get called again. Somehow. I, and I don't, I don't know what. I forgot what it was. I forgot the context of why. I wasn't in trouble or anything. It was just like, literally, they, they were like handpicking students to answer something. I handpicked twice. That day, I realized there is no way. Like, I think that was just, that was just an awakening. That was just like a, like a, I, don't know if it, I don't know if I'm going to call it a rude awakening or just some type of realization that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing by, by being in this class. I'm not. Like, clearly, I, I see, and it's not even about the view count at all, but seeing, like, 600 concurrent in, in, in my chat, we're talking Cold War MP reveal, crazy launch, crazy reveal. I'm like, oh, my God. I see that, and then I, I see the, 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 the class right here, and I'm like, what in the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? Right? But... If let's, and it's not about the numbers at all. I'm, I'm always, uh, always reiterate this, but if performance and, and viewership and revenue, right. Never really got anywhere to where I could do it full time. Then I would have went to what I said earlier, which is like, Oh, keep trying at it. Try new things until black ops 2024. Then realize maybe realize maybe it's not for me and move on to the next thing. Right. But, uh, you're mentioning high school and I'm like, when they force you to almost answer that question very young, like, Oh, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And what if a student, which I know plenty of, didn't have a good high school experience to where they didn't even have a chance to think about that. Then you just throw them into something randomly at 18 that they might not know much about. Like sometimes they need that time to just sit back and reflect and figure stuff out. Like, especially in this climate where entrepreneurship or online entrepreneurship is the way now it's like, 
school doesn't it's not going to tell you that right it's like but if you let's say want to go the direction of like law medicine you know some of those things yeah you got to do the school thing but like i think for arts almost media and and, and anything, production yeah pretty much pretty much like anything that uh wires a like almost a uh, a portfolio instead of like work experience and resume or i guess work experience is a portfolio but um like for example like our, i know i know for a fact like art stuff um graphic design stuff if you you have like a good a good portfolio like they don't care if you don't have a degree or as long as the work is good but right um, right yeah anyway someone said in chat cold war you're like you were like 17 i was 17 i, I, I was <laughs> i was 17 20, in cold war. I, I just graduated high school yeah i just turned 21 i was just turning 21 yeah when cold when cold war was in it when cold war just came out but yeah you look at we, we know people personally that are extremely talented have built their portfolio outside of school but might not excel that much in school and they're and they're like oh i gotta finish and i'm struggling whatever it's like with that portfolio, you'll get anywhere, man. I mean, not speaking for every single part of the industry, but most places will take you as long as you have a really strong portfolio. Even if you didn't get that degree, it's like still give it a shot if you have the portfolio ready to go. That leads me to a point that I've, I've brought up so much over the last couple of years, which is that, especially in college, if your mind isn't 100% in the game, if you are not fully focused, on that curriculum, and here's what this means, by the way. Let me clarify what that means. Not just acing your classes, being present, paying attention, networking with other students to help each other out. That plus doing stuff related to your studies outside of school. I'm talking, you're not playing Call of Duty. You're not making content. You are working on building that portfolio about those classes outside of school because that's probably related to the major you're focusing on. For example, if you're gonna go in for post-production, Every time you finish your classes, even if it's math, re-English, uh, editing, lighting, audio, you're outside of class, you are working on that portfolio of projects that you're editing for other students or you're filming for other students or you're in a group setting constantly, always outside, never home, never, never at your dorm. You are working on building that portfolio. If you're not doing that in college, also, if you want to talk about medicine and then law, like very important uh, areas of, of, of the workforce, you're also, right, crazy in your studies, especially yep. law, you're outside of the course. You finish your work, maybe you're watching fucking. I'm sure court hearings. You're you're reading more. Like you're you're still involved in that study. You can't BS your way through it to where it's like, oh, I'm doing my doing my assignments. Oh, I'm gonna go make content the rest of the time, and then I'll do my assignments tomorrow. That's not that's not how that you can't. And I realized that the hard way too. I'm like, dude, I'm not working on my my out of class studies, my 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 portfolio for post production. I'm not meeting up with those other students to edit their things, their their movies, they're filming. I'm I'm trying to work on content. So you got to be 100% in. And whatever it is you do, be 100% in. Or it's just not going to go anywhere. I could have probably figured out a way to cheese it, which obviously requires coffee and no sleep. So BS my way through the classes while making content just to get that degree on the wall. But it's like the degree on the wall doesn't mean as much to me as the community building that I've been able to see with the channel, with detonated, with people that we know and have met since grinding this hard like again what turned what, what, what went from a friendship to like oh help me out a little bit you're really good at graphics and he'll do some thumbnails let's play the game more together to like oh let's let's fully fully integrate you on the channel with me let's do shit together then let's do a podcast bro then uh plushies dude like <laughs> they, like if you would have told me a couple years ago while i was in school even that there'd be dk bomb plushies one day <laughs> like what gotta make that native ones at some point soon 
Like, oh my, like, funny. honestly, like, this is, this is insane to me. And for chat, for anybody that ever ordered plushies on DK Dynamite, that store, quick little plug-in, uh, as of, I think like two weeks ago, they finally shipped out, right? They were available for pre-order like a couple of months ago and it took a, they, they were extremely difficult to get done. I got the one sample one sent to me, like, I think in July or August. And then finally, everyone that ha had ordered them and will order them moving forward, will get them pretty quickly now. Like they're out. Um, they're out now fully. They're huge. Um, pillow size, life size. Let's see. I wish I could see far, man. My vision's not the best. Um, I believe the banner behind you will be more beneficial than if the degree was in its place. Softest plus pillow ever. <laughs> that dude, like this, I can't even tell you how much like a simple banner like this means to not just me, but I'm sure both of us here, by the way, the, the timer did expire chat. So, um, after we're finished here, I will jump to the other PC to check out Ashika Vondel. Let me know in chat if, if the maps did go live. I wonder if they're exactly on schedule to release. Um, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be funny if they're on. Yeah. I, I, I actually don't, I don't want them to be, man. I don't want them to be on. Yeah. No, I don't want to go, but, um, <laughs> what's crazy. Want swag or something. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll probably, yeah. I'll probably put on swag. Um, pull that up. Make sure it's muted. He's still playing a game of, uh, Almaz. Or, oh, or, oh, I'm sorry. Urzikstan. Sure? Urzikstan. Are you sure? I think so, right? Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely Urzikstan. I definitely Urzikstan. But uh, what I was getting at was, you know, that banner behind me means so freaking much. And I'm sure when I first got it made, I'm sure it meant a lot to you too, right? Like seeing, cool. seeing, you know, podcast name powered by detonated, like the full synchronization and effect. But when I tell you how much all this means to me, like I can get emotional talking about it because, for example, this house I just moved into in what was it june which you helped you helped me move into by the way it was that was a psycho trip you came in oh what was that in june right you came in yep uh was that the same trip we lost detonated oh my god yep you came uh, in came in came in june 12th launched detonated season, season yeah. four started covered all that went Good. to cod champs that weekend in vegas came back destroyed my old house and setup moved here and then other other great stuff happened too. We had oh my, it was just it was yeah. a crazy trip, right? Yeah, definitely something that. Yeah, some crazy stuff happened, right? But I dedicated a whole room in this house to the podcast, and you could say, oh, but the podcast is not your main thing. It's not that big. It's like it's a multi-purpose room as well. There's my old setup over there with the consoles and the TV. There's the second PC from Apex sitting in here that fuels this podcast. Now we got Elgato to sponsor a lot of the equipment in here. I care so much about taking content seriously, but not too seriously to where it's like, oh, rigging or, or, or it feels like a job now, like a nine to five or it feels like, you know, we're miserable. It's, or, it, it's so fun. I take it so seriously to where all factions of the coverage get their time in the spotlight, right? You get the main office over there where the magic happens with the commentary, the gameplay streams, you know, the recording. But then in here for the podcast, for recording clips, they're going to be going up on Detonated's Twitter, you know, once you leave. Um, recording other sponsors in here, like a little unboxing table. Like I take all this so seriously and I hold it really dear to my heart. And I, I've, the thing is, it's, all, it's also been a goal. It was definitely a goal that I could have dreamed of, especially in BO4 2018. Oh, can the channel ever hit this milestone? Could it be like a, my, my job? So I don't have to, I don't have to leave doing something else while there's like big content drops. Uh, could I eventually have a podcast? Can I have a separate room for that podcast with like a setup like this on a couch with mic arms? Uh, could I ever do plushies? I, we talked about plushies fucking years ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And they're real. Like they're, it's like, we talked about all this stuff. And, and then we talked about, we talked about more that didn't come into fruition until a few months ago. We talked about like, Oh, how do we expand on all this and do, and, and go even crazier with, with an outlet. Right. And it's like seeing it all come true is, is a beautiful thing. 
you know, chase your dreams. Don't give up. Don't let anybody tell you. you can't, like, life is so short. Don't let anybody tell you you don't have time to give something a shot, to experiment. To, you, that, that's what you need to do. Life is, regardless of what's after this life, you only have one life in this specific body. Take advantage of that and live life to the fullest. But still be responsible. Don't be too reckless because, oh, life's so short. Doesn't mean, I know people that have said this, oh, life's so short, just go all out, go crazy. Don't be reckless now. Then you start wasting time <laughs> and you get yourself killed. Not worth it. Be safe, be responsible with it. Um, do your thing. Uh, people are asking, when is Vondel? I, I want to say. We did it not drop. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, someone said it is an update one live. Okay, thank you, uh, Nas in chat. Okay. Uh, that's good to know as well. Um, I'll, I'll def- we'll definitely switch off uh, whenever we're done with everything. But um, yeah, it's just episodes like this are, re- are, really, are really important to me. I think also an, an obstacle with episode 100 here is like, what can we possibly do that makes the episode stand out? And we're like, what kind of guests do we have? Nah, it's got to be just us two, right? It's like the the the, co- the, the two hosts together. You know, do, do, do we edit together like a fancy montage of like all the all the previous episodes, some of the craziest moments? I'm actually working on something like that that I'll probably have ready by 101. Um, so it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a looking back at 100 plus episodes. I'll, I'll definitely and it, it's good that I save that for maybe next week because there's definitely a lot of moments from this one I want I would want to include in that kind of little montage compilation right and also who are these people not doing this week because it's obviously a pretty uh wholesome episode and there hasn't really been much much hate mail the past week but i'll probably do like you know top who are these people comments for 101 and whatnot but um one of the big things with 100 is really just reflecting like we haven't even talked about season one which we we could do we we could do for a a few minutes before wrapping up but that'll be 101 to be honest honestly be 101 but I, i just have a few things that i'll bring up about the launch week and whatnot but uh it's been a really impactful episode to just reflect on like the journey over the last few years, because like I always remind people I'm human. He's human. Developers make the game are human. Like we're emotional. We're people like people don't treat us like that. Those people don't realize that about anything. People just, it's like some people might look at creators, especially as like, Oh, they're like up here on a pedestal and, and they're, they're this and they're that. It's like, you know, we're all just normal people. Most of us, at least, trying to do the right thing, trying to, you know, make a name for yourself in the scene to provide so-and-so for a community. That's what we're just, oh, we're all the same. We're all people. Take, like, literally, if YouTube shut down, take all the follower accounts and view counts away and put us all in a room again. Put every content creator in a room. We're all the same. Yeah. We're all the same. But we're all, we're just people that have a similar passion and ambition, and we're keeping it going. Um, but... Why don't you reflect a little bit on like the art scene a little bit? Because you did a lot of renders during Cold War, and I know it was a little harder to get models and whatnot during uh, Vanguard MW two kinda. But what, what about like like reflecting on like the art you've done, especially like with thumbnails and uh, just you know your personal post on the Fajardi Twitter, like, and then how you want to like take it to the to the next step later as well. Um, I know you're you're excited to jump into some new art for MW three. Um, which I, I mean, I've already done MW3 art. You know, I have. Oh yeah, no, you've done some. Yeah. Um, I posted the uh, Doctor um, Doctor Jansen uh, render the the other day. Um, you know, I was sitting on that for about a week or two, I think. Um, I have a Ravenov one. I'm gonna put out probably tonight, actually. Um, for a nice little Friday night um, post, but yeah, the the, the render scene it was uh, interesting because I pretty much came into it. I mean, obviously, I knew nothing. Um, really worked and you and grinded toward 
becoming better and, and trying to uh, more Photoshop stuff and everything of the sort. Uh, so yeah, the, it, it, I remember there's a lot of times where I just opened up those I opened up those programs and I just got like really frustrated um, that I didn't understand or really have the quality I wanted. So I would kind of just get like mad and and close the programs, but um i would always open it right back up after that <laughs> so um yeah m maybe it takes a little bit of insanity too just to kind of like you know just, just push push yourself beyond the uh barrier of uh, <laughs> uh no big... of just what you think you can what you think you can do right and, and same with me like when you met me it was pretty much just like a stream once in a blue moon and just a bunch of videos and then i'm like Dude, let me stream more. Like, I think I, 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 I think I could hold a stream. Like, I, I could like, stream some gameplay and try to like. You always told me like the multitask would uh, not burn you out, but would tire you because I know I'm, I'm always like half asleep after I finish a stream. Multitasking a, a commentary while playing the game, like push pushing beyond what you thought your limits were and trying new things. Right? By the way, this picture goes so fucking hard, dude. It's <laughs> it's crazy. The detonated 10k followers post, which went up when we hit like 12k or close to 12k. It's so funny. Yeah, it was like, we, it, was we like late. it was like 11.5k. Well, we would have had this up sooner. We we're like, oh, we have to take a picture somewhere, and like we were just sick like dogs. We were, so, we were still sick in this picture. Oh yeah, we were. Which, sick. I mean, we look good for sick. No, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't even tell, dude. Holding the business cards up or, or uh, at a good dinner <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> but no, I mean, looking at going back to the art now, like, oh my god, dude. It, 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 the thing is with renders is that. So few people do them, especially to this level of quality, that not only I've seen them in thumbnails on the channel, but then to see you post them and reach a, almost a, a different audience on your own Twitter, right? Like people that are just into like art, like there's a whole community for that, even if it's a small one. Like to see you have reached those other people, and then and then me to like help get your work out there, but you know by having your renders in my thumbnails. And then now, like, you, you'll post a render, retweet it on detonated, or use the render for a detonated post, and then more people are going to see it. Like, it, it's beautiful because got to show more love to artists, for sure. Like, I know recently there was, like, obviously that movement for, you know, the writer's strike, whatever. It's, like, got to show more love to, like, all other aspects of the industry, too, like your artists, your writers, your editors, your audio engineers. Like, there's so many different groups of people that do some amazing things in the scene. Um, and I, and I think something I hope for, at least on, on, on the art aspect for call of duty is that maybe one day Activision takes an approach like Epic does Fortnite, which is help promote more community artwork, encourage it, and maybe even use it for, let's say a bundle, even a bundle, like something, right? You know what I mean? Like this is old OG picture dynamic duo in the building, December 13th, 2022. Was this your first trip to me? It was. Holy crap. There we go. Crazy stuff. And you don't tweet much either. Like, I feel like you and I on our mains don't tweet that much anymore. And it's fine. Like, we just keep, we keep the post, like, simple on the mains. Like, oh, we'll, we'll tweet out on our mains when, like, it's something, you know, like an art piece. Or for me, it's, like, a sponsor or a, or a thank you announcement or just, like, a random thought I had. But, like, the, twi the Twitter effort definitely goes to, uh, you know, the detonated and whatnot. Um, saw a funny comment in chat. Uh, just have to address it. Let's see. If, let's see. I'll put some game plan in the background. If uh, if swag hopped, on. I'm sure he hopped on resurgence by now, right? Where he hopped in. Is he? On? Oh, he's on a Chico. Oh, I'll, I'll leave that on while, while, while we still address this. Um, someone said Call of Duty should pay you and still let you do honest review without owning you or give you script. I don't know if that's an insult or if that. What does that oh, mean? Wait, is that is that implying like we're being paid right now and have a script? Like yeah, like when you say honest review, like I I don't I don't know what's ever been dishonest right like 
with with, with any with any Call of Duty with disgust. Like that, that's the thing again is that I feel like people, if he means it in a negative context, right? Um, they must not know. Like Mono for nineteen wasn't fond of at the time. Vanguard wasn't fond of. Infinite Warfare wasn't fond of. Like there's games where I've literally just not covered or played because I just wasn't fond of the experience. So it's not like I've been like, oh, every year best COD ever made, and I'm gonna say the best things about it. Like that's never happened. I've always been honest with it. Um, yeah, I mean the only COD we probably actually did that with was probably Cold War. Um, like best COD ever made. Best COD, <laughs> like I I think it was it was there was definitely a lot of passion because of how unique the post launch was. How explosive the content was, growth-wise, and also the fact that we're like, this is a pandemic-made game, right? It's a pandemic-made game, and still accomplished more, in my opinion, than Modern Warfare 19 ever did, which was impressive when that's that game true. had a, when that's that game true. that game had a three-plus-year development. And that's not to disrespect Infinity Ward at all. I just think Cold War was more ambitious with with certain things right you could say oh well the visually it wasn't or campaign length it wasn't or you know open world wise it wasn't but it's like world war really did wonders considering the circumstances so that that's why you might have saw extra enthusiasm but then what's ironic about that is that like the internet well any social media really um you always have people that are like, oh, if you like this, that must mean you hate this. So then it created like that, that, that war of like, oh, you like Cold War that much, you must hate BO3. It's like, no one ever said that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or oh, you like the Outbreak, that means you hate Round Base. It's like, what? You know what I mean? Like, I love MW3 Zombies for what it is. There's issues for sure, like any game. But it doesn't mean I don't want Round Base to come back. I just would rather not have Round Base this the, year the and thing, wait for it to come back better and bigger the, next year. You know what I mean? The thing is about uh, MW3 Zombies is that I feel like a lot of people, like a lot of people's complaints about the game are nothing to do with the actual content and just like, the like the the glitches and, and bugs with it, losing your inventory, crashes, server issues, which are all completely valid. And like I've I spoke about that on the uh, the detonated account as well. But um, it, it's good. I think I think it's <laughs> I think in in spirit, it's good that a lot of the complaints aren't content wise. But it, it, it almost wasn't content in Cold War either, because I feel like. At first, at launch, it was, it was all definitely content. Sixty six, like at launch. So I'm, right? talking about, I'm talking about people being like, "Oh, we haven't had a round based map for like four months." Like, oh, that see, yeah, but we had outbreak. Okay. It's not my fault you didn't play outbreak. But well, ironically, right? If that's how they felt, then what was Bo three to them? Where we had that Zetsubo Garage route, which I think was longer than it was. It was actually no, it wasn't as long as as uh, Firebase to Mauer. Cybercat is in the shop. Oh, is it? Is Bro, it? That's the, oh, that's the anime master. Is the anime, oh, is it nice? <laughs> I'm buying that. Cop, dude. Um. The irony, what I was getting at with the drought, right, is that people that say, oh, you know, paid map packs were better and BO3 better. It's like, do you remember the drought from Zetsubo to Garad? Nothing in between. Whereas at least Cold War's drought from Firebase to Mauer, you had Outbreak, two main quests, a bunch of other content updates, a bunch of other QOL. At least you had that. But I'm thinking of like launch of Cold War, lack of 66 maps. That got fixed immediately in season one, season two. Um, and then all the, all the complaints after that was SBMM. And then it was eventually Tech Nine Marshals by season five. But that's what i mean is that like it wasn't even about the content it was just like bs outside like, stuff that fair can't fix September can't fix like oh spmm strict it's like pretty sure demonware and a bunch of other teams behind the scenes work on that not even the devs that make the maps modes weapons etc right so um but it, it's almost a good time with modern warfare 3 like has there really been much co complaint about the content not at all really um but Something, uh, this is actually really funny too. We noticed this when season one launched, um, kind of segueing in, into, into a little bit more content here. Um, the Christmas event doesn't start to December 20th. 
I think it's almost a valid complaint to be like, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that being this. Isn't that a little late? For, for I mean maybe, maybe the contest is not ready. Oh my god, what the hell is that? I, well, yeah, we're watching the most demon ass. We're watching some play. demon <laughs> gameplay right now. He's got a squad wipe on uh, a squad wipe on uh, on Ashika. Uh, but yeah, isn't that really odd? December twentieth, um, start a Christmas event, which I believe will last twelve days. So that means it'll end. Was that January like third ish, second ish? If I'm not mistaken. Well, I, the thing is, I don't get about that. Is like, there's actually like a lot of content coming in that. You have two map reskins. You have the challenges. The the sleigh ground event, LTM challenge event. Or I, the, I think that's the sleigh ground event is the challenge. I, event. Um, yeah, but that's just for Warzone. I think sleigh ground and the there's multiplayer and zombie challenges as well. I believe they were. Uh, yeah, you have you have so, all that. Like that. You yeah. have yeah bundles. Got you got a lot of stuff. You have the full uh, no Urzikstan, uh like Christmas update. Like I would want that for more than uh, the the twelve days or whenever they're gonna end it, um, because like I feel like the hype leading up to Christmas is like so massive, like starting like next week. Like, oh yeah. the, the hype for Christmas is massive, and you're just gonna have nothing for Christmas until four days before. You know, but you know how much busy people are gonna be. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder like, how people- that's gonna work out because I don't think a Christmas events ever started that late. I think you know, the, around. I want to say a couple days from now, like Wednesday, which is what the, is it the 13th? Yeah, the 13th. It should have started the 13th. That's that typically when I think Christmas event has started for a Call of Duty, if I'm not mistaken. And last year was different because Reloaded was December, whereas this year, season one's beginning was December. So that could explain why things are a bit weird. But I think next week would have been perfect for a uh, for the start of a Christmas event, for sure. Next week, for sure, would have been perfect. You got a week to just absorb all the base launch season one content. And then you jump into the Christmas stuff, December 13th, and that, like, December. What, what, isn't Christmas on, like, a Tuesday this year? What, what day is Christmas? Monday. Not, so Christmas is on a Monday, which is the 25th. I would say then you wrap up the Christmas festivities December 27th. And then what you do, starting the 27th until January 3rd, the New Year's event. Because I know that got leaked out, but I, I don't know if, if well, how, how that's going to work exactly. But apparently a, a New Year's Year of the Dragon event to leak out as well. But... What's crazy, though, about season one, considering how explosive it is, is that in the blog post, even for season one, about, I think it's eight or nine, nine weeks of free rewards and challenges were already revealed. So we got, I think, was it four weeks of weekly challenges between launch and season one? We're going to get nine weeks of those. So I don't think content's ever going to be an issue with Modern Warfare 3. Like, they're, if they're going to have not only the updates frequent as, as frequent as we're getting with, you know, the uh, in-game events and the content updates, the roadmaps, the prizes. Then you also have weekly challenges. Something to look forward to every single Wednesday on top of that with a new aftermarket part or a new camo or a new weapon, a new mode. That's a lot of content, dude. That is the, I think, largest output we've seen for Call of Duty for post-launch. We thought Cold, Cold War, I thought, had that record. Then Mono for 2 kind of gave it, gave it a, run, a run for its money considering... When MP started getting some good content in season three, plus DMZ, plus raids, plus Warzone, we're like, oh, this is probably the biggest. But I think MW3 is gonna top that. Hopefully, yeah. I think I think so at least. When you talk about how expansive MP, Warzone, and Zombies are about to be, like, oh, but there's no DMZ or raids. Well, it's like, okay. But then look at all the events in between and the weekly challenges and the new systems, the armory unlocks. That's a lot. We just saw a pretty good dub, by the way, on Ashika. Um, pretty solid dub on Ashika. Crazy to look at all that. Um, the weekly is eight weeks. Is that what somebody wrote or nine? 
Oh, it is eight weeks, but the camera's not animated, apparently. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see what they do with that. But, man, content-wise, like, we're, we're eating, dude. Like, there's a lot to engage ourselves in, which I'm really yeah. happy about. Um, really can't complain. Um, which, obviously, makes our lives a lot more fun with, with coverage on the mm -hmm. channel, detonated, whatever the case is. Like, always something to talk about. Like, last night, we, we, we had an off-stream conversation for, like, an hour. We, we just plotted out, like, the next five, six days of stuff that there is to cover. Like, oh my God. And then it got crazy when we're like, dude, wait a second. And I, I was literally downstairs and I'm over here writing notes for like episode 100 stuff that I want to cover. And you're like, dude, Ashika and Vondel come out tomorrow. And I'm like, what? They're dropping Resurgence tomorrow. And I forgot to look back at the playlist calendar for Warzone. And I'm like, shit. How do we do, how do we balance all that? And I think right now it's a pretty good balance of like, got some game plan in the background. I, honestly, I, honestly, I might, I, I might not, I might not even swap. Exactly. Yeah. I might, yeah, I might, I yeah, say. yeah. Just have swag. Because I think this is Vondo right now. They're Those both going to be terrible too. Yeah, that was a good Ashika win. Yeah, um, yeah let's leave this on. Yeah, a, 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 a professional Warzone streamer. Yeah, um, absolutely insane. There was patch notes today as well. New, uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of new content updates. Um, but yeah, you know, that's the thing with any with any form of content creators. Like, you're, especially if you're doing, you know, coverage like we do, constantly just an adjustment new plans i'm about to be like oh stay another week dude. we'll do episode 100 next friday instead but it's like you, you got stuff you got to do as well back home but um as fun as that would be really happy we have to do 100 today because oh yeah wanted to you know look back and reflect and and, and uh dive into a lot of things here um i also want to mention zombies because that has been i think the highlight of like launch in terms of my 11 plus hour stream and the season one release with another 11 plus hour stream, which I don't even know how I was live for that long, how that happened. Like, I mean, I think it's actually easy to explain this because the matches are like guaranteed 40 minutes. It's like 40, 40, 40. Think about how, how quick that adds up to 11 hours. Um, seasons one launch was awesome. I would have loved to, I know the, the stream started and for the first hour or so was going over the massive patch notes for MW3 and Warzone. They separated MW3 from Warzone. You, you mentioned this the other day. Would you say the patches from MW3 were a little underwhelming, if anything? Like, we expected, I think, maybe some more QOL for zombies. Definitely. Definitely, but, for, yeah. definitely for zombies. I was very, very disappointed when I opened up those patch notes for zombies. And, like, none of the community requested UI changes were in. Um, they, fit, they, like, pretty much, I'm pretty sure they nerfed decoys um, almost, like, into the ground. I feel like they don't even work anymore. Um, Kind of some odd changes to like a PVE experience. Like why nerf stuff that hard, right? Not or I mean, like, or just like not have it in at all. Like, it, like I, I don't know. But um, yeah, I feel the zombie stuff. Like I was expecting, like, oh, we're gonna have colored perk icons on the map. Like we're gonna have like all, all these cool UI changes that make it feel uh, a lot better. And there was just none of that. Um, so I don't really, honest, honestly, I would rather have. Uh, I wonder if they're going to keep contract phones or put the contract laptops in, in, uh, in zombies, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Very, I was very, I was very disappointed with those, with those patch notes. I, w I wish there was a lot more um, yeah, no, quality feel, of life added to it. I feel like, I feel like they're still kind of like doing like spring cleanup. Um, and I think maybe we're going to get the, you know, that, that UI stuff maybe reloaded. Hopefully I pray. Yeah. No, I, 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 I pray for that as well. Um, you think they'll add Ashika and Vonal to zombies? That's a great question because I feel like the, war, the, the rest of the year for Warzone is pretty much laid out. 
We got Sheikah and Vondo back today with MW3's movement integration. We know Fortune's Keep is coming first, then Rebirth. But the question is, when those two maps, like, when are those two maps coming out? Who's to say? Treyarch doesn't zombify Forces Keep a Rebirth before those maps come out for actual Warzone, similar to what we just saw with Urzikstan. Well, I mean, like... Who's to say they can't do that or well, won't? You already have Von Dead, which... Was a com which you can, you can throw that in the zombies right now with, uh, with the night theme and, and everything. Like, that would work perfectly. Um, with all the, you know, the, the Halloween decorations everywhere. That would work absolutely perfectly for a uh, map. But I think what they're going to do is that they're just going to kind of let these maps uh, get phased out as Fortune's Keep and Rebirth come back. And that's when we're going to see zombies be added as well um, to, uh, to those maps. I mean, I'd much rather have Rebirth MWZ than uh, Vondal. Or Ashika. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd rather have. And, and I, guess, I, guess you, I guess you can argue, right? Ashika and Vondal already got DMZ support, right? So they already got like that extra mode map support, whereas uh, Fortunes and Rebirth never did. They were only on Warzone for the most part. I mean, Rebirth technically is Butt of the Dead and Blackout Alcatraz, but still, you know what I mean? So yeah, maybe, maybe they do just wait for those two, which in that case, that kind of makes sense because they, they could be probably working on that right now. Fortunes keep zombies, and that comes out, let's say, season two, season three, and then Rebirth, season five, season six, closing out MW3 cycle, perfectly leading into the start of a new Black Ops cycle, which I cannot wait for, man. Like, I'm so excited for that as well. I, I almost think the the system that DMZ had with building, 20, with building 21 works way better for, like, zombies. Like, I think I think having, like, a smaller, more hectic uh, area it would work for zombies a lot more, it, like, locked on weekends. I think, I don't know, I feel like... Well, the Dark Ether's kind of like that space, right? But Imagine if they made the Dark Ether only available on weekends. <laughs> yeah, that... But, well, here's the thing, I think, I think there's enough to do in the Dark Ether, which warrants that actually being, you know, something to, to wait for the, the weekend. Um, but even though I, I kind of, like, I don't really like that feature at all, so maybe don't do it. Maybe I shouldn't give them ideas about that. But maybe if there were, like, I don't know, um... They give us those uh, those three vortex maps coming as like small little survival maps. Like that is something that I know that we'll has to be happening. Because why would they make that for MP Bro, of all things? I know, and that, that, that's what I'm thinking. Right? Is that? And I'm, I have a separate video coming out about this in a few days, chat. And I'm sure we'll talk. We'll elaborate more about this on like on 101. But the vortex mode coming out, people don't realize how big that is. And I think there hasn't been a, there hasn't been an opportunity to really reflect on how big that is because there's been so much else. So much, so much other content yep. actually releasing. Creators got to play that at the event a couple days ago, and they're embargoed until who knows when, probably closer to Reloaded, which yep. is like January, I believe, 16th. I, I think that's the day, because I know that there's a classified sector in the Battle Pass right now that tells us when Reloaded is. I think it says 40 days, 30, 39 days from now. So that's like January. I think it's the second week, if I'm not mistaken, of January. Yeah. Something, something like that, right around that nature. But anyway, Vortex will be coming out, I believe, with Reloaded. Unless it comes out, it might, it might even come out sooner, dude. It might come out, who knows? But it's, a, it's an LTM played on three MP maps. They got zombified. Rust, Quarry, help me, High Rise? Um, uh, scrapyard. Sorry, Scrapyard. Scrapyard, Quarry, no, I'm, I'm Rust. Sky Rust. Yeah, Advanced Warfare. Uh, scrapyard. scrapyard, Quarry, Rust. Got yeah, zombified. Yeah. The, I mean, they have special names, too. They have special names. Leaked gameplay is out there of these maps being played. The LTM you play on them involves one person has a ray gun. You got to kill. It's like a free for all. You got to kill that person, get the ray gun, get kills with it. Sounds insane. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, easily 
easily, easily an opportunity there to use those Vortex maps or even the Dark Eater space that just came out the other day. Just add, not round base, but onslaught surges so that people that want to quickly go in and grind their camels and play literal basic zombies, you don't need round base for that. You don't have to have it to where, oh, round base with side quest and, and, and narrative. You don't need any of that. I mean, Onslaught actually had narrative, which is funny. So, yeah, add, yeah, an on, funny. add an Onslaught. It was exclusive story narrative. Ooh, yeah, but, yeah, it is what I'm saying. Um, and why does Vortex seem like it would have been like a PlayStation exclusive? <laughs> Doesn't it seem like that would have been like the content? But, but no, but that's, it's MP, so it's kind of weird, right? So you can't have an MP mode. Uh, I don't know. But uh, that is very promising. I have a separate video about that coming out soon, Chad. Just right now, with folks on like the launch season one content. There's so much, so much stuff on deck right now. Uh, but... There's a lot of potential for that. I also want to mention how crazy the launch was for zombies. Hence why I didn't get a chance to play multiplayer or Warzone on that stream the other day. There were, there's essentially like three big drops for zombies. You have Act 4, which is one story mission. It takes you into the Dark Aether, guaranteed. There's a war and boss fight in there. You get to explore a little bit. There's a cutscene, which was fucking crazy, by yeah. the way. Oh, that my God. Crazy. That cutscene is insane. I'll, I'll, I'll play it real quick um, in the background here. That cutscene went hard um we're talking foreshadowing for the future you see a zombie weaver what could potentially be uh you know a grim future for ravenoff if if if, if jansen goes nuts with dark ether corruption samantha's talking to her she's schizo i mean what that might have been one of the craziest uh ending cutscenes in a while and it's for an act mission cinematic right that's what i'm saying like that itself is crazy besides that Right, which by the way, what what a bug boss fight this was. It was pretty funny. Sometimes even even the red ether worm, we'll talk about that in a second. Either of the worms you fight could be insta killed sometimes. I don't there's no explanation for it. Sometimes it's just insta die. I don't know what the reason is. But you have this, then you have the Easter egg quest to get back into the dark ether outside of the act four mission, requiring you to find those artifacts, which get shown to you during the act mission. It's like a teaser. But you go find those artifacts in Urzikstan. Right, cover that in a video that allows you to get back into the dark ether to then do contracts, which will give you new and rare schematics. Then you can go beyond that, right? Because you need sigils then to go back into the dark ether, which you can get then from farming tier three reward rifts. But then when you're in the dark ether, legitimately, not the act four mission, you can find elder sigils allowing you to go into a hardcore tier four type of experience on the dark ether. So there's like three separate drops there I just mentioned. Act 4, Dark Ether, Elder Dark Ether. Three separate drops. And there's a cinematic cutscene. Tons of new schematics. I value all of that more than just having, just having seen, let's say, one quest added in. The MW3 Zombies, right? With just a couple of hours of a hunt, and then it's over. We got three separate drops in Zombies. That's what? That's crazy. Yeah, we didn't it, expect that. And like... Yeah, like... Uh, but yeah, there's there's just so much to to do on zombies. It's a shame that the servers and the the crashing is kind of unbearable uh, right now. But um, yeah, like you said, you have story mission with an absolutely beautiful uh cutscene. You have the uh the quest to get back into it, very cool. Then you have the normal dark ether, which has its own uh you know whatever gameplay loop. You get Elder Sigils. Use Elder Sigils to then get your free, uh, free new schematics, your classified schematics. And then if you're, st you're still not done <laughs> with all the hard grind, you know, 
test your luck with the red uh, ether worm by doing the the USB stick Easter egg. Like there's a there's a lot to do, um, and the, obviously those have progression tied to new legendary ether tool, flawless schematic, flawless uh, crystal schematic, and uh, scorcher schematic. So yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to do, a lot of hardcore stuff. And I put out a tweet yesterday. I'm like, this is the this is the most I think this is like the hardest zombies experiences that I've ever been at it. And people are like, oh, you're forgetting about Mephistopheles, Mephistopheles. And like, I, I'm a, I know I replied to somebody. I said, you know, there's no, there's no fate and fortune cards uh, in, in MW3 zombies. There's no really viable wonder weapon to use in MW3 zombies. Um, there's no armored zombies in the Infinite Warfare. And there is... No, like, super OP explosive uh, weapon to use, like the dual wield pistols. You can make the argument for the RGL, but like we found out yesterday, the reload time is absolutely abysmal on that. So, um, yeah, obviously, obviously, Methodopolis is hard. It, it goes to one of those things where it's like, you know, I say uh, this is the hardest, and it's like, oh, uh, so that, that means you must think this is easy or whatever. It's like, no, Methodopolis is still extremely hard. I just think. Like I don't know the 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 like, there's no there's no crutch in MWZ like there's there's no crutch like things to use and right it's, 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 every, everything's still very challenging exactly yeah like like you know kind of just have to use what you want really right no I get that no I get that for sure I, and I'm really happy with that challenge because ironically it was not what everybody was asking for especially during Cold War like I, Outbreak gave people a challenge for sure but like for the round base everyone's like need more challenge it's not difficult enough blah 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 but I'm telling you dude. That red ether worm, bro, that Easter egg was fun to hunt, but goddamn frustrating because of the stability. And I'm not, see, here's the thing, right? We have friends that got inventory wiped, stashes wiped, stats reset. Obviously, most of that stuff gets restored. It's not, it's not permanent. But you know how many runs? I mean, maybe, maybe not you so much, but I had so many good runs where I just, I crashed, lost everything. Like, fuck, dude, it sucks, but gotta keep going i'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna give up from there like it sucks but I, I i care about the content i'm gonna go back in and you know hope that i get a lucky game where that doesn't happen that red ether worm boss i am telling you we'll talk more about it next week probably because by then you'll have beat it uh, you do it. yeah i'm gonna try yeah. to do all this stuff when i go back home. bro that boss fight that has to be that might be the, the hardest boss in zombie history for, for treyarch at least because of all the factors with the rng of getting the usb sticks it's not so much RNG anymore. You just kind of have to know the spots, which we have a beautiful detonated graphic showing where they are. Um, it was a good collab with Lego, Dalek, and a couple of other great folks that we were playing with. Got all that done yesterday. I'm very proud of my, the guides I put out uh, for launch. I got the Dark Ether guide, how to re-enter it, activate the Dark Ether stuff, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the Elder Sigil stuff, uh, all the schematics. Then I posted a separate video about the Red Ether Worm boss, which got teased in the uh, initial Season 1 trailer, right? Um, that boss, we're talking the, the RNG with the USBs, setting yourself up, um, waiting for the ether storm to collapse onto the refractor site where you insert the USB, similar to Serpentine DMZ. You had to wait for the storm to hit a certain buy station to uh, redeem those items for uh, for Serpentine. Do you wait for that? And you know the challenge with that? Not crashing in those 40 minutes. Because I'm like, dude, if your game crashes constantly, you, you're not going to make it those 40 minutes. Then being in the storm, fighting that boss, which is pretty difficult, and a bunch of hard zombies going after you at the same time with disciples and shit, you need to assimilate, right? You were passionate about assimilation for DMZ. They sadly got rid of it. Zombies has it. I can't stress enough 
how important assimilation is, especially for some of the harder stuff in zombies right now, which brings me to a point, which is a kind of, kind of a good, a good uh, send off for this topic here. Community, dude. I love community. You love community. It's a big reason of why I do what I do, why you probably do what you do. Love bringing and informing the best possible information to the most amount of people. But in assimilation for zombies, it's all about coming together with people to do some hard ass stuff. I love that aspect of it. That goes beyond what any round based map could do. Not saying I don't like round based. I love round based, but I'm saying community wise with zombies, that brings everybody closer together than, uh, let's say toxic or stressful or rust Easter egg hunt ever could. You know what I mean? That, that that's that's what I feel about how crazy that that hunt's been, in all honesty. Yeah, uh, I feel like um, I feel like with MW three, or I feel like with DMZ compared to MWZ, is that I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, DMZ had this weird fixation of like, yeah, we want you to play as a team, but we don't really want you to, and we like we're gonna like split up your rewards, and like we're not gonna really like yeah, like cause what, didn't cases not track if you had a six man. Only the first I believe three that people. was a bug. Okay. I believe it was a bug, or maybe, maybe it was an intentional, uh, you know, a, a change they wanted to do, and they reverted back. But, like, the, 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 uh, the crafting, the major barter recipes for, for DMZ, that word only gives it to the person that crafts it. Absolute bullshit. Um, the community cried the entire year for six bands being removed. I th- I always thought that was uh, the wrong move to do. I, I, I and it was and it was the wrong move. It was the wrong move to do. <laughs> it made PvP it, worse. As soon as they did that, it effectively killed the mode and killed any. It turned work. into Warzone. Like yeah, fi- like it, it turned into the actual Warzone 2.0. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, just, it's it's yeah, ridiculous, it was, bro. Yeah, the, the as soon as they made it for assimilation, I was like, all right, like they they. they it just feels like they never really cared about uh, having the teamwork in it, but with zombies, it's like. Know, you want to you want to go i mean i guess you can you could probably do tier three solo but um you know you want to go in the elder the elder, elder dark ether you want to do red worm like you know you're gonna have to talk with new people you're gonna have to you know get a squad um because that that's why it is an online mode it wants you to do that it wants you to assimilate it wants you to find new people um which is cool because like think about it if it, if it was a normal round based map you probably wouldn't have played with all those new people you played with few days ago exactly you, you wouldn't know exactly and that's the thing is that i know helps put a comment in chat most people might not know like your average joe might not know about half the shit that probably got added the easter eggs and whatnot do you know how many times i've seen i never saw this in dmz by the way you know how many times i've seen in zombies the last couple days since launch random folks in chat saying oh i just watched this video about this easter egg or oh, i think i found something or hey i have an elder sigil please come to sector blah blah blah, blah on the map the chat, yeah. i'm gonna drop you a fucking case i'm gonna drop you some like a hundred thousand points come with me help me me seeing that, I'm like, dude, I'm not old. We're back to that funny thing about us being young still. I'm not old, but looking back at where zombies started 10 plus years ago and looking at where it is now, and I'm like, that's what the fuck it was worth it for, and that's what it's all about, man. That's how you bring people together the, the, in the best way you can. You have the in-game chat, assimilation, helping rant. Dude, first of all, I beat the boss fight with random people, by the way. We had two guys that came in, stacked whatever I was stacked. Three dudes we, that just came up. And we're like, uh, we were texting in the chat to them, like, hey, we're going to drop you some good stuff. Help us beat this boss. You'll also get the rewards for it. Rare schematics, whatever. They came. You don't have to even assimilate with them. You can still just play with other people. Like, people can just walk up to you and help shoot. They won't get the rewards, obviously. But that is what it's all about, dude. 
Yeah, and I think there, there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more potential for like community-driven stuff inside of MWZ than for zombies than ever before. Um, in terms of like, I, you know, just like the the, the situations you can get in, like you can. Well, th think about think about every other zombies experience before. You can max talk to three new people. If you're if you're going max. in if you're going in matchmaking at random, which I don't think I did that at all in Cold War. I just played with my squad or solo. Um, which you know, with this game, I go into solo or with a new squad, and like I'm talking with people. I'm in game chat. I'm typing Ooh. in the chat. Um, I'm going and reviving random people that uh that. You know, maybe aren't as good at the mode and they die pretty fast. Like that type of stuff is like it's such a unique experience for zombies that I think a lot of people are like almost overlooking. Um, because like it's a very, very unique unique experience that I don't think we'll ever like see again outside of this game for a while. Uh, I, I completely agree. I, I see some wholesome comments in chat. Uh sniper for sure that you gotta come through. Um uh, hey, you do need a Christina emoji, so yes, sick, we need bro. a supermodel emoji for sure. Uh, thanks for coming in, babe. Uh, yeah, but what, yeah, what we've seen is, is just, it's every, I think it's everything I've always dreamed of seeing in a mode like this, being so community-driven, being able to meet new people, having those exclusive features that we, we thought maybe wouldn't ever come to COD for whatever reason. Like, it has been um, an absolute honor to watch stuff like that come into the mix. Like, even something like exiting out of one map and into a different server or a different map for the story missions or like that like the, like the coastline complex never thought we'd see that in cod honestly like stuff like that it's just it's I'd, it's, it's crazy i'd love and i think this is how um i think this is how maybe they kind of like increase the timer i feel like i feel like the 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 that's one of also the, one of the big things people are complaining about is the timer stuff which like you still have a lot of time to and now you have the dark ether so it's like whatever but um i feel like what they could do is that i would really love for them to when you exfil out of the dark ether you just you just you can either choose to match make and right into another game of uh almazra but like you keep your wonder weapons and everything or whatever um or just leave and go back to the lobby um i think that's like the next step i would love to see so you can be like a whole urzikstan game whole dark ether elder run and you're like i'm not done yet and then you're just gonna that's queue, next level queue back into uh urzikstan with your wonder weapons with your pack that yeah and, and just but you you won't be able to do that do that once you wouldn't be able to keep yeah you can't keep yeah no, it'll be yeah that's fair for balancing because imagine if you not be this. golden not be golden <laughs> imagine if you did this that. you did the entirety of an urzikstan match just stayed in tier three the entire time grind 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 and then went into an elder sigil did all three contracts go out matchmaking do another Urzikstan match and then in that game do the fucking uh red worm easter egg just that, just that yeah that caught that would be absolutely that would be the absolutely mental dude. ever yeah no it would be absolutely mental dude insane dude um but it, it is it's been a, it's been an experience man what a ride with season one um i'm playing a lot more multiplayer and definitely some wars on this weekend I've got some really great content that I'm really excited about in the works that'll be coming out in the next few days. Um, and it, it's got to be back, uh, back in the six to grind out some more, some more MW3, and then hopefully have them back for uh, for season two. But um, you see a lot of clips going from Detonated's Twitter ASAP. Maybe, uh, yeah, we'll definitely get those filmed at some point soon. Um, and yeah, 
definitely a lot more to talk about with season one content wise uh beginning next beginning uh with 101 next friday got some cool guests uh, in mind as well that will hopefully line up relatively soon uh lots of lots of cool things man but it, it has been hell of an episode reflecting back on the content journey the podcast how detonated came to be lots of great uh lots of great moments this episode which i kind of want to compile into like a little montage of like best best bombshell moments over the, over the last couple of years um but here's to the here's to the next 100 man next 100. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe we'll be in a different podcast room by then who knows man? who knows what, what, what the future holds dude think who, about that. Think yeah about, think about episode 200 that'll be like that's blah, pff, my, 2020 that'll be that'll be we're talking about that's two that's minimum two years from now so we're talking like we're talking about the next end of 2025 year. GTA 6 will be out by then. There'll probably be an uh, Infinity Ward game being marketed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, GTA 6 will be, uh, will be out when there is uh, yeah. episode 200. That's crazy to think about. Absolutely insane, man. Absolutely insane. But once again, chat, lots of coverage up on detonated.com. Lots of, of new types of coverage are also coming to the site, which I couldn't be more excited about when it comes to ranked and CDL coverage. But yeah, everything about zombies, loadouts, ranked play, uh, multiplayer Christmas event bundles, bunch of news roundups. Everything is available on that site. Um, surprised we didn't think of this. I, I should have maybe thought about this more, but this is kind of like a last minute thing. Remembering that Ashika and Vonlo were coming out today, I'm like, yeah, I could have just uh, been like, oh yeah, we'll pull up like a swag stream, you know, when the, when the, when the maps drop. Should have just thought of that to begin with. I really did think I'm like, all right, we're gonna end that two hours. I'm gonna run over there, and pass the stream off, and hop into some games. But I think it's a, it's a great way to uh, close off episode 100. We had a great discussion. And we saw two. We actually saw two dubs on each of the resurgence maps as well, from uh, Swag's perspective. If you're watching this on YouTube, so uh, that was fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Christina. Baby said, "Dream Team Episode 100." Um, any last words, man? Any last words for? No, us out there? no, no. I've, I've, I've talked. I've talked. About <laughs> yeah, we, we have said a lot. We have said a lot, and we made it even with our, our dry coughs and uh, our recovery. But yeah, I, I was just, I was bad at the start with the phlegm, but it I got better. I'm hungry though. Oh yeah, definitely. I want, to. I want to eat a lot of food. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, man, definitely. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, appreciate our love and support. Got a video coming out for you guys tonight. Lots more over the next couple of days, and we will see you guys with episode 101 next Friday. Peace out, everybody.